Radical Grove Parliament Podcast. This is the Radical Grove Parliament Podcast. We are here at the beautiful Huga out on J Street on this nice, warm Monday afternoon. We'll change the pace. I am DJ Nice. We got Tomato Slice. We got KG Kyle Genesis. And our special, special guest today from VA. None other than B-Man. Hey, hey, what's, what's going up, on? How are you? How are you? I'm here. I'm here. I'm good. good. Good for a Monday? Great for a Monday. <laughs> good, good, good. I'm awake. So good. Hey, that's, that's good. We usually do this at like 11 a.m. So. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a little, yeah. it's a little it's a little different. It's I think I kind of like the 6 p.m. Like, oh, I do. Like, you, you, know, can, you can find parking. That too. Oh, that, yeah. That's right. That's, like, usually <laughs> you got to park like down. Oh, man. This place is popping. But 11 a.m. when we can, when we're doing shots and stuff is still. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done that in a while though. That's a plus. We we stay we stay away from the when we stay away from the liquor reps. Mm. We don't have to do morning shots. Yeah, <laughs> that that's the key. So let's start. Where were you born and raised? Oh man, I'm from a small town in Virginia called South Boston, Virginia. It has a uh, a Sheets, a Walmart, um, a lot of factory jobs. We all go to the same high school. Mm-hmm. Did you say S- South Boston? South Boston, Virginia. If you ever uh, heard of Danville, it's literally half about okay. twenty minutes away. They just put a casino in Danville, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're putting us on the map. Yeah, got a false <laughs> yeah. yeah, it got some noise. That was like, yeah, there's a there's a casino going up in Dan- Danville, Virginia. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I know where that's. How at. long did yeah. you live there for? Man, I lived in Virginia until I was 15 years old. Until I was 15 years old, and then I moved to Greensboro, North okay. Carolina. Okay, so, what so was uh, what was uh, the you know your teen youth life like? Did you do sports, or were you always in music? Were you in band, <laughs> chess club? Okay, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, so I'm gonna tell you my my teen life was very different. Um, I tried sports. I was the guy that you know if everybody's playing basketball they're gonna be like i'll take him i'll take him and they're picking me i'm like right in front of them like please i'm, I'm right here I'm, I'm ready to go I, I got all the nike stuff on i right. got the jordans on and everybody's like i'll take the guy in the back <laughs> so uh man for me it was all strictly music man since i was born just music like I have a funny story with sports i was telling them before you guys came and that that's a great story um but Sports, that was it. It was it was band and music, buying CDs, singles. I know that's that that tells my age. Right <laughs> yeah. Can yeah, you yeah. read can you read musical notes? Not at all. I used to be able to, but not at all. Uh, did your did your parents have any influence on your music? No. Or did you kind of discover yourself? Um so I mean, I just always loved music. Like when I was a kid, I had an uncle um, who was a DJ. Well, we call him uncle. He's not really related to me. He was like a OG um, who did all the local parties, and he would do our middle school dances, our high school dances. We had a bowling alley. He was everywhere. So to me, he was kind of like an OG. And when I was in middle school, I was doing my own middle school dances. Like I would get checked out. To go set up records downstairs, um, proms and that's high school. That's dope, man. Though. 
Yeah. So you were like that special kid that like, yeah, I'm getting checked <laughs> out to go do prom for y'all. Yo, to wait go. for the bell to ring, yeah. hear your name called. Like, yeah, it's me. <sighs> yeah, I love that part. But <laughs> when it when it came to sports, I was the guy that nobody wanted to be around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that's dope. Um yeah. so what was so let's let's set the, the time period. What were you playing for these for these middle school dances and stuff. Man, when I was in middle school, that was uh, 2000. Oh, my God, I'm telling my age. <laughs> that was 2000, 2000, 2001. So that was like 50 Cent, I think, maybe. Um, no, actually, it was like 2002. 50 Cent, B2K, Bow Wow. I mean, mm. Ja Rule, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, everybody was Harlem shaking and <laughs> wearing jerseys and yep. things looking like idiots, long, headbands, <laughs> long white tees, yeah. headbands. Yeah. yeah. I miss that era, man. Yeah, me too. That the, was a dope era for music and like. The fact that you could buy four t-shirts for $20 was, <laughs> and that was like, that oh, was man, a deal. is fresh. Get the Air Force One. Air Force Ones were cheaper then. Mm-hmm. $75. Now they're like 100, $120. And the shoe ain't changed. The yep. shoe is not, <laughs> not changed. At all. Not one bit. Not at all. Not one bit. Not, not nah, man. Like, like for me, like middle school was like clips, grinding, yep. beating on the desk. Absolutely. Like that was the, like, that's the, like the middle school. That's, that's where I got like a lot of my musical influence was because yeah. was people, you know, were doing the burn CDs and making mixtapes and selling them and. And yeah. buy for two dollars and was you burning CDs and selling them and allegedly I was the guy allegedly supposedly <laughs> nah but um yeah I was that guy in middle school we my parents bought a gateway computer mm-hmm. at that time that was like buying a MacBook Pro gold, in two thousand eight yeah. you gold. know what I mean on dial up internet on dial up internet I had uh, so many viruses on my computer <laughs> and I would. <laughs> Man, the band, I don't know if you guys remember the group, the band that yeah. came out. Diddy. Yeah, yeah. on MTV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Their album came out, and it was a Memphis Bleak album at the time. I think I think I got rich off of those albums. <laughs> <laughs> I think I owed them some money. <laughs> how, much was you, how much was you charging for a CD? Man, I think at the time we was doing $7. Okay, dang. $7. And my, my, my guy was doing two. So oh, yeah, man. Two. So you rack up like five five CDs. I'm talking like the newest, whatever just came out. You was getting it for two dollars. Man, I, I I sold the band's album for at least two months. Like, that was like, such a crazy time. Now that I'm thinking about it, with the uh, yeah. the CD burning and just like yeah. if one person got it, we all got yeah. it. Yeah. So like that was like the era of trading CDs and stuff too. Yeah. Like I would trade like I traded Luda's word of mouth for confessions when it first came out. Oh man, yeah, this dude he he didn't want confessions and I, I couldn't afford it. So my parents weren't buying it for me, so and I had like a book of CDs, and I mean the Luda album was played out at that yeah. time. So I was like, "Look, I got this for you. If I can get to Confessions, you give me the, I'll give you the Luda." And he was like, "All right, cool, man." And I ran that Confessions album to the ground. Like, I sold that one too. I sold that one too. <laughs> man, listen, I would download so many songs. So. The key was to leave the computer up overnight because yeah. we had yeah. dial-up. Yeah. And my grandma just loved the call at a certain time and knock me off. And I'm like, listen, I'm trying to make money here, you know? Dial-up. She was killing the hustle. This is 2000? Yeah. 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 Dial-up. dial-up. AOL. Yeah. Mine was a You had the disc. It was I screaming mean, when it first loaded what up. What did you have? 
Something faster. <laughs> yeah. What? I have never had dial-up. But were you living in, probably, where were you living at the time? 2001, I was living in Charlotte. Oh, maybe See, that's another thing. Col- we, even when I lived in Colorado in 95, we didn't have dial-up. My, my parents, listen, my parents still can't get, like, spectrum internet nope. at their house, AT&T. We live out like, oh, so far yeah, out of the country so cl- yeah. that, like, we can't, they have to get, like, satellite internet and shit. Yeah, still now, yeah. to this day, what, 2023. What is it called, like, HughesNet or something? They they went with, they, man, they went with that before. They've had all kinds of different yeah, stuff. DSL. Right? All you terrible. download one song and you're over your limit. They give you the limit and stuff. All yeah. the yeah. megabytes. We had DS, what we call DSL. Yeah, we had that back in 1995. Oh, y'all were rich. Y'all were rich. Yeah, we couldn't. We couldn't. We couldn't afford that. We had the AOL disc. You got hours, 500 hours on a disc. And they would count it down too. Count it down. Wait, Can you imagine? Wait, 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 wait. You had to, you had to put the disc Siri? in. Yeah, you put the disc in the computer, and then you like register for it, and then they only give you it only gave you like 500 hours total. So however long that lasted you. So if you were in there on the on the chat rooms or playing the games or whatever you was doing, <laughs> you had 500 hours on that internet. Wow. But Yikes. they give all those discs away for free. I thought they did. But See, then the, the thing is, they wanted you to pay for it after. Hmm. Damn, I'm lucky. Yeah, you were very lucky. (laughs) I used to leave the computer up overnight. Yeah, the computer would be hot as hell. Like, (laughs) wake up and scream. (laughs) Oh my god! I did that too. Download it from what was it called? LimeWire. Yeah, LimeWire. They had all of LimeWire, Kazaa. Nothing would piss me off. I would get like the whole album, and there would be like two songs, like the singles, uh-huh. and I'll download them, and it's like DJ Clue on it. I'm like, damn it! <laughs> yeah. Like I couldn't what find a version yeah, without yeah. DJ yeah. Clue. I remember you that. Yeah, had to drop one in my business, and that's how it was too. Some of the DJs would purposely tag some of them, you know, the right. MP3s. So of that course, if you downloaded it, you, you don't hear, hear name. my name on it. <laughs> Do you remember the files that you would download, and it would be a bad file? Be like, oh, oh my gosh, gosh the word. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fear of selling one of my customers one of those. <laughs> oh, and, and <laughs> popping the CD player, cranking that bitch up, and just in the car. <laughs> and they asked me for a refund or something. <laughs> Either that or the um, the um, I did not have sexual relations. Yeah. With that. <laughs> what? That you came. Didn't, you up? didn't get that. Hell no. Man, you you would download in the club. You would download in the club. He had the good stuff. You would download in the club by Fifty Cent, and one of them would be like. And it even say best version, and the next thing you know, it would just say <laughs> it be something <laughs> random, be some something no. that had nothing to do with Fifty Cent on it. I boycotted CDs back in the day. Back in two thousand, two thousand one, I was playing all vinyl and I was doing b boy parties and stuff like that. So I had nothing to do with CDs ever. What? Except no for used to listen except to music for burning, except for burning like live mixes onto CDs. That was the most CDs I dealt with. Nah, man, I had, I had no a, reason. I had a book of CDs. I have a book. I have books of CDs at home too, but I. Never really. What was, off what the was more convenient at the time? Going to buy a, a vinyl, and this is we're speaking a little bit. I guess before Serato. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what was more convenient? Downloading the songs and having it on CD, or going to your store and getting it on vinyl? For me, I didn't have a real a great computer to burn everything onto CDs. But well, I didn't DJ CDs. I only listened to CDs in the car or at home or something like that. So, and I worked at a record store, so. Records were, <laughs> records, were, records were more convenient. <laughs> what about you? For me, it was uh, the pirating. Um, burning CDs was more convenient. Um, our nearest record store was in Durham. It was a it was a record store called Willie's, and to get records, 
you had to go to Willie's. And God knows you get up there and they don't have the hottest record and you're like, but I have to play Friday. (laughs) They're like, oh, we get a shipment in on Saturday. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, that ain't ain't helping me. (laughs) How old were you? Could you drive at that time? No. No, my my uncle would take me and then I would, or either I would have to get my parents to take me to buy records. So if you needed them for Friday, you better have that record. You know, have it. Because in 2000 or so, like that time period, when I came to North Carolina, North Carolina was like the mecca for finding hard to find records and stuff like that. There was a lot of record stores here, and we would travel to those. I'd find gyms. That's why I have like Mm 20,000 records that are incredible. Wow. Almost all of them came from North Carolina. That's crazy. Wow. So, how'd you? So, how'd you? So, I guess we didn't talk into it. You said you were a DJ in middle school. How'd you start DJing? Man, uh, so. It's a long story. Mm-hmm. I, once again, I was always into music, but my aunt, I attributed to my aunt. My aunt had like <coughs> tapes um, everywhere, like any album, Little Kim Hardcore, all the stuff. I'm hearing it and I'm like five years old. And so, you know, hearing all that music, my dad had records, CDs, tapes, um, and my mom and dad in my household had a component set. So they had a couple of records like Patti LaBelle, the Osley Brothers, and I was just fascinated with a turntable that you could take an arm, put it on a record, and it would play a song. Fascinated with it. So I think I broke one of their needles one day, and I was like trying to hide it, trying to put the plastic <laughs> piece back over it. This is bell driven. And after that, I was just fascinating i knew how to work a component set when i was like three years old like i could go to it put a record on wow wow when i was like three years old um and then after that it was you know listening to music taping music and i just always imitated uh funk master flex that was like the first dj that i could remember seeing like on tv in the early early 90s and I would go to my aunt's house and I'd go in her room and just make Paul's tapes off of her tapes. And then um, it became a situation where my older cousin, my I had an older cousin named George. Now, George is like an OG. Um, he likes alcohol. <laughs> he likes alcohol, but he's a good guy. Uh-huh. Love George to death. And he had DJ equipment. He had a realistic mixer. I don't know if you guys remember those. They mm-hmm. had like the... It was like, instead of an LED, like you think of on a Pioneer mixer, mm-hmm. it had like a needle. So when the... Oh, like radio. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, a radio like show, radio mixer. right? So he had one of those, and um, we would have family functions like Christmas dinners, cookouts, and he would bring all his records. He would bring his turntables. They were belt-driven. And he would... I, it, like I remember um, Gin and Juice was out. Now, mind you, I'm, I'm like four or five. No, actually, I'm four. And he would be like, Brandon, go get me gin and juice. I can't really t- I can talk, but I can't really talk like that. And I would go through his records and be like, oh, this is death row. And hand it to him. And he's like, how is this kid doing this? Mm-hmm. He's he's four years old, and he knows what the record He can't read. I just associated Def Jam with purple, death row with red. Um, so I started doing that. And after that, I begged my cousin George and my other cousin Junie to buy me some turntables. Well, they never bought me turntables, right? I ended up um, going to a a wedding reception. There's an actual picture that I just seen last night. Um, There's a guy DJing up there. 
I had to be like four, four, same thing. And he's DJing, he's doing his thing for a wedding reception, and I'm up there bugging him like, you know, I I got a turntable at home. He's like, <laughs> yeah, kid, da da da. But he's nice. He's super nice to me, and I'm like, I I can look through your records for you. I can help you. He's like, <laughs> I don't need any help. And um, the picture that I actually actually have, I'm standing there looking like, yeah, I can do this. I'm gonna show it to you guys. And a full circle moment. I DJed there for the first time in years, Saturday night. So that contributed. Um, and then I think around like 99, I begged my parents to buy me some turntables. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to get some techniques for Christmas. <laughs> so I, I wake up Christmas morning, open the box. I'm like, I know I got some techniques. Gemini's. <laughs> I was thankful but then it made me a little salty because my, my best friend called me. He wanted some turntables, too. He's like, I was like, what did you get for Christmas? Man, I got some Technique 1200s. Oh, I'm man. like, yo, are you serious? That's crazy. So after I got that, um, I just stayed in my room. I had some CD decks I was DJing off of, trying to DJ with the pitch control, late 90s, early 2000s. And I just started messing around. I had a cheap Gemini mixer. And I would just stay in there and play the same records. And my mom would be like, please turn this record off. You played it. Because I didn't have many records. I had like five. <laughs> but buy me another one. I yeah, guess you. Exactly. <laughs> right. exactly. So that's where it started. Yeah. Wow, that's dope. <laughs> that's cool. That's just crazy. Like even recognizing like what was going on that young. Yeah. Because yeah. like I didn't even pick up a DJ concept until I was like, I mean, I've heard of DJs. So I never thought of it as a, I definitely never thought of it as a career, sure. Especially like teenage, whatever. But like, it wasn't until I like started going to the clubs that I even recognized what was really going on. Yep. So it took me that long, eighteen, and here you are doing it four years old, yeah. <laughs> picking yeah, records out of four years old. Crazy. So that that that's just crazy. Yeah. That's. Um. Crazy. So how did you? So you were practicing, and then I guess that translated into you saying, "Hey, I want to DJ for these dances." How'd you get and started doing that? Well, my uncle, um, the guy I'm talking about, his name is Bobby Guy. Bobby Guy is like probably a little bit older than my mother and my father. Um, I think at the time he was probably in his late 40s, early 50s. So he was DJing for years since the 70s. So they we had a local skating ring. So it was kind of like he seen that I had interest in music and he took me and my friend under his wing. And um, basically, he would book the gig, make the money, but he would also pay us. So he basically set us up. So when he didn't want to do the younger parties, it was like, give it to them. Mm -hmm. They can do it. And, you know, he he would do the middle school dance. He would book it, but let us DJ. And so after a while, it just became, you guys go DJ. Right. I'm going to sit back. What did you get paid that first gig? You remember? <laughs> I think about a hundred dollars. That's the hey, that's <laughs> in middle school. Yeah, yeah, middle that's school. yeah. That's yeah. It he took was me. Oh. he was really gracious to us. Like, I mean, for me to think now and see how older DJs kind of treat the younger DJs, mm -hmm. you're not getting paid. <laughs> and listening to to other DJs, most most DJs didn't get paid, but he would be like, you know, you have me load the records, you put the records back. 
you help me set up hundred dollars. Yeah, hundred dollars. That's, that's in middle school. That's, that's you're rich. <laughs> you're buying forces. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no lie. Exactly. You, you gotta ask your parents for that Fresh money. Fresh kicks and all of that. Yeah, exactly. Dang, that that's dope. So you're doing the middle school dances, but you say you only lived there until 15, right? Yeah. So then where'd you go from there? <laughs> so I moved to Greensboro, and um, oh why? Was this with yeah, your parents? Yeah, I was about to ask why. Was yeah. It? Okay, my, okay. My okay. parents. Um, so South Boston, my 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 childhood uh, city, if that's what you want to call it, a town is it's pretty small. Like I said, everybody goes to the same high school, middle school, um, and I think my parents were just looking for better opportunities at the time. Um, career-wise, and uh, my mom got in the medical field. My dad was driving truck, so we moved to Greensboro. And in Greensboro, I decide that I want to get into production because I love music so much. So at 15, um, there was this website. I don't even know if it's still around. It was called SoundClick. I remember that. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. really familiar. I, I remember Soulja that. Boy. Soulja Boy. That's, That's where it came all right. from. Okay. Came so this from. is like 2005. 2004 um i started doing beats me and my partner his name is trizza he's actually pretty pretty popping right now on the internet and um we're doing beats we're selling beats and we go like they got like a charting system so we like went number one um and we ended up doing a couple of records for dipset when i was 15 years old so that happened and then i started working with timberland's artist named doe when i'm 15 and um, I, at this time it was PayPal was around, but it wasn't that popular, nah. and, and and people didn't trust it. Like you my mom use, was like, "You're not using you're my credit money." <laughs> in, well, I, I think at the time yeah. you had to use it on eBay. I think so because my, I remember my dad getting a, a PayPal account just because he wanted to buy something off of eBay. Yep. But that was like the only, if I can remember correctly, the only form of payment they took <laughs> at was. the time. It was, but I it had, was sketchy. I had so to scary. beg my mom to use PayPal. Like I'm like, I want these shoes, and this is the only payment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm sitting at home and I'm making beats. We're we're really big on the internet at the time, and I started making money. So my form of payment was money orders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds crazy, man. <laughs> so I would like literally have to wait till people send these money orders through the mail. Like they could get taken easily. <laughs> It's crazy to me now that I think about it. And um, they're sending money orders. So I'm selling beats for like $200, like the lease it rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think I was doing like 500 for exclusive rights, whatever that wow. meant. Mm-hmm. And, at 15 um, still. At 15. <laughs> so I was really into like Bathing Ape at the time. That was really, really popular at the time. So I'm just like blowing my money on shoes. Like you would come in my room and it was just jerseys and bathing apes and throwbacks and my mom my mom didn't understand because the computer was in my room and she's like i need to have a talk with you what are you what are you doing for all this money like you keep telling me to take you to cash this check what are you doing are you selling drugs right i'm selling as well b (laughs) (laughs) she didn't understand so like yeah that my greensboro life was production production i was still djing but it wasn't like when I was in Virginia. Right. So wait, wait, wait. Pause on the sure. to the dipset story. Sure. How did that come into fruitation? Like how did Dipset find you on sound clip? Okay. So this is this is probably the weirdest way to contact somebody. So at the time, um, everybody had sidekicks, mm-hmm. T Mobile yep. sidekicks. <laughs> and Blackberry. Sidekick three. Sorry. I had mine. I'll- 
Love that phone. <laughs> so we came up with this crazy method of how to contact celebrities. Everybody had uh, at T-Mail. Like yep. it was at T-Mail or at att.blackberry.com. So we would just be like, Paul Wall, the people's champ at T-Mail. We ended up talking to Paul Wall. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, <laughs> it worked. Jim Jones, uh, Dipset. It was so many people, and we're like, is this real? So you was just doing it randomly. Yeah. We didn't believe it until we went to a concert, and we're talking to Paul Wall, and he's behind the stage. Wow. Wow. True story. And so with that, it was just kind of like, it just kept going. We're hitting people up, and we're just blindly sending them emails. Like, I make beats. How right. weird is that? But um, it caught some flack. That's crazy. wild. So was it Cameron? Was it was it? Uh, it was uh, Jim Jones, Paul Wall. It was so many people, man. Um, I think Jewels. It was it was like a long list of people. Like wow. we literally, I think one day we just sat like the whole day. Mm -hmm. It was just like think of any artist you can think of. And we just kept, like, we didn't even have a sidekick. We would do it through uh, email. Email. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is crazy. It was, like, crazy to think of doing that. But, yeah, it worked. Brilliant. It worked. What concert was Paul Wall at when you saw him? It was a concert in Greensboro called Super Jam. Of course. Yeah, classic. Yep. Yep. Super Jam. Classic, man. They yeah. used to bring everybody. 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 Yep. Uh, I just saw recently because I follow the Coliseum on Instagram. Like I think top, they were doing like the countdown for most attended concerts they've ever yeah. had there. I think one of the Super Jam was like six all time. What? Yeah, it's, it was high wow. up on the list. I mean, they had everybody. Everybody. And the, and the tickets were like twenty five dollars. Yeah, like, can't go wrong. Cheap. I think they had Jay Z one year. Like yeah. way they had Little Kim like early nine, late nineties, early nineties. Everybody, Jeezy. Mm -hmm. First time I seen Jeezy in concert. Mm. Then, then so that good. transition, I, I feel like the uh, A&T Homecoming got bigger mm. because I saw they brought Drake for an A&T Homecoming yeah, one that year. Was, that yeah. was incredible. Crazy, like crazy. That's where I saw because I saw Jeezy for A&T Homecoming. I think T.I. was there. I mean, they, yep. they used to bring a lot of people, too. Yep. Um, yeah, I lived in Greensboro for nine years. Oh, wow. Yeah. What side of town? Uh, I was every, UNCG area because I went to UNCG straight out of wow. high school. Um, wow. But I was everywhere. Um all around UNCG, out Market Street, like. Did you did you go to uh, high school? <clears throat> no, nah, I'm from okay. Statesville. Okay. Cool. Um, but no, nah, I, I graduated high school, and then that was my school of choice. And okay. I stayed for like a, stayed for like a year and a half. Dope. That was, I, I was done. <laughs> but I, I moved back home for like a year, and then I couldn't do it. I got you. So, like you, small town. Yeah. Got to get out. I had, yeah. I had to. I had to. I, I was already used to that college life. Yeah. Going to the clubs. Being free and stuff. Not saying I wasn't free when I lived at home, right. but like there wasn't nothing. I was out in Greensboro all the time, anyways, because there was just nothing to do in my town. So eventually, I'm like, yeah, I gotta go back to Greensboro. Right. So I stayed there until 2018. Mm. 2018. Yeah. So I was there from like 2008 to 2018. I took like a, like that little break. So yeah. And I left in 2012. Okay. I was there from 2000. Late four till two thousand twelve. Okay, where'd you go to high school? Weston Guilford. Okay, okay. Yeah, my homie actually graduated. Were you producing there. in high school and whatnot? Too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's where you say you start fifteen. That's crazy. And a lot yeah, of people wouldn't me. believe it. Like I, I, um, I remember I produces me and my partner produced this record, and they played it on Hot ninety seven, 
and I'm telling like it was for this artist named Young B and, and DJ Webstar. They did Chicken Noodle Soup. Oh yeah, yeah. I love and that. And I'm, I'm, I'm like telling my friends like I I produce that song. Wait, wait. Like you produce Chicken Noodle Soup? No, 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 no. Oh. I was <laughs> gonna say I yo, yo. Yo. no, yeah. no. Crazy. I did another record for them. Okay, and, okay. Um, it was playing on High 97, and I'm telling my friends, and they're like, "You did that?" I'm like, "Yeah, believe it or not." That's cool. Did That's everybody at your school cool. know what you were doing? Pretty much everybody knew I was a music guy. Uh-huh. Like they were like, he doesn't come to the football games. He just has shoes and jerseys. <laughs> he just he just fresh as <laughs> <Yeah>. hell. <laughs> but he ain't I think that's us nothing. Was. So I don't know what he's doing over there. Yeah, that's that's dope, man. Yeah. Did you go to college? I did. I went to A and Okay. Um, I didn't finish. But I went to A and T. Everybody's on that not finishing train on the podcast. Yeah. Out of our like sixty plus guests, I'd say a good seventy five percent went to college, and most didn't finish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just find music or whatever else, and you just you're like, yeah. mm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to go back though. Finish. How, how long did you make it? Two years. Okay. Two what do you want to go back for? What were you in for? I was in for mass uh, mass com. Okay. That's what I went to school for. Radio, and then it was weird because. Uh, I was like, yeah, I want to get on the radio. And then I started doing like college radio. Then I started, you know, doing guest appearances, other w- places on the radio. So it was like, why am I here? You know, mm-hmm. I'm already doing it. And then on top of that, I was DJing from Thursday till Sunday. And I'm in school, so like you know what that looks like. You're trying to DJ on a Thursday, then you got to test in fri- mm-hmm. on Friday morning. That's dead. You're like, we've heard that a lot. Oh, what kind of events were you DJing then in college? I DJed at one of the most popular clubs at that time in uh, Greensboro called Lotus Lounge, mm-hmm. and it was another place called Bentley's. It was a place called Music City. What year was this? This was 2009 to probably 2012. They paid a lot of my bills. So what was club life like like or club life like <laughs> during that time period? Oh man, it was it was different. People it was partied. it was like a whole bunch of people dressed from Express. Like that was a place to get dressed. Mm-hmm. And you know, they would come in really preppy preppy with their uh, you know, button up, tucked in their jeans. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was kind of weird looking back at it now. Um, but it was different, man. That's that's the period when people were drinking like nouveau and mm-hmm. it was it was really mm-hmm. weird, man. Like hypnotic. The, hypnotic like, yeah. yeah. I think hypnotic was a little older than us, but <laughs> I, I, that's like the first thing I ever drank. Hypnotic. Like two thousand six. I was like sixteen, yeah. I didn't drink hypnotic till I like two thousand. I tried hypnotic because it looked cool. Yeah, it well, does look cool. My 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 homie allegedly, my homie's uh brother was able to pick up some, and we were teenagers, and he was like, okay, try this. But, I mean, I was young. I wasn't drinking like that, so I mixed it with, like, some blue Gatorade. Oh, just my so, God. Just so I wouldn't, like, have because I was like, oh, it's alcohol. I don't know about this taste. Right. That's that's like us. We uh, we were sneaking and drinking Cisco. Okay. And that's, like, the worst thing you could yeah. drink, like, for people who don't drink. Right. Don't drink. Yeah. Like, how do you just skip, like, the soft stuff, like, hypnotic? You're like, no, we want Cisco. Uh, jump right off the cliff. Man, Lotus, was you was you at Lotus when they brought Jay Z? I was. I was actually opening up that night. Okay, it was a guy named DJ Paradigm from. Uh, of course, yeah. Yeah. we haven't gotten him on here yet, but he we're, was, we're working on him. He was the main DJ. I actually seen Beyonce and Jay Z. Knife Wonder, a, a cool story. Um, just kind of pivoting. Uh, there was this girl who used to be at the club every Friday night. She's up there with me in the DJ booth, 
And this guy comes, and I'm like, man, this dude looks really familiar. And she's like, we're, we're both just kind of figuring out who this guy is in the DJ booth because they had a huge DJ booth, like where you could walk around and sit. And she's like, hey, my name's Anna. What's your name? And he's like, I'm J. Cole. <laughs> so, and then the crazy part, the way I knew him was because I used to DJ at a place called Speakeasy. Mm-hmm. And this was before he was famous. He used to like give us CDs. So J. Cole used to come to this club in Fayetteville called Speakeasy. That was like his go-to. And I hadn't seen him until he got famous. I heard Lights Please, but I didn't know what he looked like. Mm-hmm. J. Cole. That's wow. crazy. That was there that night. Yeah. So funny. I actually almost wore my Dreamville <laughs> shirt, too. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I want something a little more airy. But yeah, uh, I went to like, I went to all three dreams. I mean, J. Cole is like top notch for me. Oh, like, wow. Okay. Yeah. He's, and the way he put North Carolina on the map, especially when he yeah. first came out, like, for sure. Like, crazy different level of respect. We had PD Pablo. Right? Okay. All right. And remember, because it, it was like a, a big yeah. thing for us then, you know, raise up. It was like, oh, this is our anthem, whatever. Same thing, middle school. I was, uh, and then when J. Cole came out, and yeah. that's, I mean, every other song he's dropping, Carolina, 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 Carolina. Like, yeah, this is our guy. What was Petey Pablo from Greenville? Uh, Greenville, yeah. He now, okay, now right. I think he lives in like Raleigh or he hangs out in Raleigh. A I lot. got a funny story with him too. Oh, let's hear it. This <laughs> is recent. Like, okay, so the first time I met Petey Pablo, it was through this guy named Wally Coyote who used to be on no one or two, one or two jams, yeah. right? We're in a strip club. I'm auditioning. How funny does this sound? I'm auditioning to be a strip club DJ. <laughs> now, if you know me, what, that what? is so like left field. Right. So I, when was this? Which club? This it was it was the one by uh what's the name of the mall? Uh Four Seasons. Four Seasons. Okay, there was like a movie theater to the right of it. If you if you remember the mall, mm-hmm. you look to the right of it, there's a there's a movie theater that kind of sits in a cut. I forgot the name of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep, yep, so yep. the one in front of that is uh, off the, it's centerfolds. It was. was is, it? It, is it the one across from? Uh, you know what Daryl's is? Yeah, is, is it the one across from the Waffle House? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. So centerfolds. Yes. Yeah, centerfolds. Okay. Centerfolds. All right. So that was the name of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So so Wally tells me he's like, "Yo, come to this club. I want you to audition as a strip club DJ." Now I'm just a club. De- I know right. nothing about DJing for a strip club. <laughs> So we're in there, and we're just hanging out at first, and uh, this guy's talking to me. I'm like, why do I know this guy? He just He's talking to me and Waleed, and um, I'm like, man, why do I know you from somewhere? He's like, oh, I'm Petey Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> met him in a strip club. Now, to pivot off of that, they had me audition in the strip club, and I'm like, I have no experience in strip clubs whatsoever. I get in there, I'm like, what do I play? Yeah, like, so you know the first the first thought, you're like, man, I'm gonna play some Uncle Luke. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's the wrong thing to play. <laughs> 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 so the strippers are like, what is he doing? Like he's playing uh, yeah, I mean the fastest music. Right. I'm just like, that's the only person I can think of uh-huh. strip club music. But uh here recently I was DJing at uh Sip. Yeah. I actually have a video of this. So weirdest Weirdest situation. I'm I'm DJing, and it was kind of a light. No, no, it wasn't a light night that night. Um, it was this girl. She comes to me, and I think I was playing like Bad Bunny at the time. And she goes, "Can you play Petey Pablo Raise Up?" And I'm like, 
I'm looking around. I'm like, this is not the crowd. Not tonight. <laughs> you know? And so I, I, I'm like, ah, I'm going to try to fit it in. I'm mm-hmm. like, even if I just play the chorus, I'll get out of it. Because it just seemed like it would make her night. Um, so about 10 minutes later, I play the song. I play it from the top. And I'm looking at the door. <laughs> Are you upstairs or down? I'm upstairs. Okay, okay. Petey Pablo comes through the door. Like he, what? I have a video like of it was this. his intro. Like it was his. It intro. was the weirdest thing. Just imagine somebody like you play Travis Porter. You like I'll I'll play it in a few minutes. And then they walk. In. And they walk in. And he came in on beat. He's like, you got a mic? And I'm like, I don't even have the. I don't even he use was the ready mic. Performance sip. And That's so crazy. I, I will show you the video. And he's like singing it in the crowd, and nobody realizes that it's Petey Pablo until he turns around. Oh shit! Wow, it's a true story. Wow, I have the video. How recent was this? This was about. It was probably January. Oh wow! I think I remember you seeing. It. I, I think <laughs> yeah. I remember you. That's crazy. I gotta like see Petey that. I gotta Pablo. see that true video. Story. That's wild. True story. That's funny. Man, so who did you work with? Was, uh, you know, like Mike Clark and them. Yep, I yeah, know Mike yeah, Clark yeah, yeah. very well. Because I DJed them for them. Um, well, they was running Green Street, and we had some, like, college night stuff out there. Yep, mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. I know them very yeah, well. Yeah, all them guys. Sure. Man, I was telling a story, like, last night, because I don't ever turn down alcohol, and those dudes love to drink some Hennessy. And I, <laughs> that, that's not my Hold drink up, of correction. choice. All black people like it. <laughs> but that's not my drink of choice. I've always been a vodka drinker. Okay, but man, right. I would always, they'd be like, what you want? I'm like, you know, whatever you're drinking. Right. So they'd pour me up warm Hennessy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, put hair on my chest every single time oh, I drink with man. them. I no, just started drinking Hennessy like a year ago. Like, I, I used to think it was so disgusting. And I had it. I can't. I was like, oh, it's okay. It's not it, as bad as it seems. You know, <laughs> I know you like Marg's. The Henny margaritas are good. Yes. What? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they are. Hold you. They are. I don't want to be another statistic. Or or Henny with the um <laughs> the pink lemonade is gas. <laughs> Kyle's tried it all. I mean, I've I've had that. I don't do Henny, but if I'm gonna do it, like I'm gonna make sure I like the drink. Right. I don't like Hennessy. <laughs> Not just straight up. Yeah, no. Nah, you know my drink of choice right now, and I just got put onto it like probably the beginning of this year. Is a old fashioned. I knew you. I knew. I, I would have yeah. put a lot of money. I would have put <laughs> a lot of money. You was gonna say that, and I didn't drink brown. Like I hate hated brown. Mm-hmm. So I had an old fashioned one time. I'm like, this is good. Delicious. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> so I like good. Long Island's though. Mm-hmm. Once again, I go for the gusto. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I go for the gusto. <laughs> he said, I need four liquors in my drink. <laughs> Man, bad. you remember uh, Boiler Room? Yeah, used to do five dollar lits. On Saturday nights. What? Yes. I would go in there and get trashed. <laughs> like, bad. Because, yeah, they were yeah. five bucks. And, like, Heck we, we yeah. were 21, 22, 23. Oh, and then I remember they eventually went up to like $6. I'm like, I guess I'll pay the extra dollar for it. Man, let me see a drink for $6. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting trashed just Especially because. Especially LITs. Whatever that is, just give it to me. <laughs> and, right. you know, and, you know, some of them, some people use like the Long Island mix. Right. They don't do like the, li- the liquor in it. Mm-hmm. No, they took all four bottles and was pouring them mm. in there. Wow. So they were strong to to say the least. My type of party. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, so yeah, we're doing so, where were we? so back to Greensboro. Yeah. yeah. Lotus Lounge. Mm-hmm. Where else did you say you played at? Uh it was a place called Bentley's. Okay. Um man, I did in club a couple of times. Mm-hmm. You were doing Inferno. Inferno, yes. Mm-hmm. Music City, which was super dangerous. Where was that way. at? 
Oh man, it was it was by 102 Jams by the airport. Okay, bro. So it was basically what it was. Yes, <laughs> it think, was. I think oh. anything near an airport is probably dangerous. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we need to get out of there. That's kind of funny that you said because the club closest to the airport. <laughs> I ain't gonna mention the club near the airport here. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, man. This this building was kind of like it was huge. It was huge, and it was what do you call it? They had the mechanical bull in there. <laughs> It, it was the weirdest thing, what but the? they had you. It was kind of like a stage, but not a stage. Like the DJ booth, you were above everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this club was so... I've known so many DJs to get robbed in the parking lot. Like yeah. It was so dangerous, bro. And now, like looking at it, I would never do it. And I used to do uh, these things called pre-dawns. I don't know if you remember those. Mm-mm. It was kind of like you DJ from 8 till like... Four and four or five in the morning. Jesus. And I used to do them. Now I could never do that. Eight to five? Yeah, it was like crazy hours, like no exaggeration. Yeah. And was pe- this before clubs can stay open late or something like no, that? Play, play, it, it was stay weird. Open late back then. Nah, wow. they probably just didn't, didn't care. It probably was just a Greensboro thing. I'm yeah, thinking. they probably didn't care. Word. They didn't care. And they had like a, a drunk, <laughs> a drunk owner named uh Johnny. So you would be playing <laughs> at that time. Waka Flocka was huge. So you're playing Waka Flocka. He's like, yeah. he's drunk. He's like, I told you to put on some Marvin Gaye. And it's like, <laughs> dude, Yo. do you see the crowd in front of me? Yeah. So uh, the security guards, they had like these metal post doors. Like, say that's the door over there. And they would take like if somebody fought in there, they would take their head and ram it in the door and just like dump them outside, bro. It was the weirdest thing. And you're on a platform. If the whole crowd fights you're just watching it and they're going past you you're safe but you're like oh my god like what down. is going Jeez, on right going down. yeah it was so dangerous bro they had a just to tell you how dangerous it was they had a gravel like parking lot so oh yeah <laughs> you know it's yeah. dangerous when it's gravel it's definitely yeah dangerous. it's it's a wrap did you uh did you ever dj at that spot um out on market street man i forget the name of it it was massive um Bentley's? Was it Bentley's? Yeah, it had like a strip club in one part. I don't know. A food part, and then they had a club. It, it fit like two thousand people or something crazy. It was a crowd. You know where the Auto Bell is? You know where the the International Market Street, uh, the Mix. I don't know if it was called that at the time. It, but it might have been Travis owned it. You know the Big Travis, Big Trav. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I DJed there for Homecoming, probably two thousand. 14. Okay. It was big. They had a big DJ it was booth. Massive. Like, yeah, it was, it was massive. massive. I forgot. Oh, man, what was that place called? Because then I, I forget, because I think it turned into like a, a Spanish club after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I forget. But I know they Not used to Rumba de Cash. Was it Rumba de Cash? No. <laughs> Rumba de Cash. Yeah. You remember that place? That's a crazy name. No, that's just a crazy name. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Greensboro was different. Yeah. It was it, different. It was. But yeah, I DJed there. Okay. I forgot the name of it. That place was massive. It I, was I mean, huge. I know they did numbers there, like numbers. It was huge. Yeah. For sure. So how did you end up in Charlotte after all this? Oh man. Um, so <laughs> long story short, um m- me and my so I had an apartment and one of my friends wanted to manage me. Um and he's like, Yo, I see the potential. Let's move to Miami. Well, that went all bad. <laughs> so that you went did, all you moved bad. to Miami? I moved minute? to Miami to DJ. So I lived in Miami for a year. From Greensboro. From Greensboro. So I've never been to Miami at the time. North Carolina to Miami. <laughs> Huge jump. My, my life is crazy. I, totally so I, different kind of DJs, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm down there like, I'll, I'll DJ anywhere. Like, they're like, nope. 
like it's a very closed market in Atlanta, not my Atlanta, um, Miami. Miami. Mm-hmm. So I get down there. I'm not really DJing like that. <laughs> uh, things just went south. I had to get a job at Best Buy. Like it was, it was bad. It was really bad. Would you say that was like the change of events and part of your career? Yes, absolutely. Um, so and you probably have you had, had you worked anywhere else before that? No, just just been DJing. It was and it, producing. It, listen, my rent was like. I want to say thirty six hundred dollars. Oh a my month. god! For, uh, for <laughs> one day, me and him. Yeah. Where were you or living? I lived Brickle? at Aventura by um, Miami Beach. Oh wow! Jeez. Yeah, and like it was so man. I was working day and night. Yeah, he was working every day. He was Just working all all day. I tell people all the time. You know those Murray's burgers that you can buy at, like Walmart, the orange box. Mm-hmm. Man, that was like steak. That was beef. We flipped <laughs> those burgers so many times. We had seasonings for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. That was like 2012. I lived there till 2013, and then we were like, "Yo, we got to get the hell out of here." Right. Were you st- so you weren't DJing very many places? Were you still producing? I uh, I started back production because at that time, um, I didn't have anything going on. I'm mm-hmm. like, what do I have to lose? And the guy that I worked with at Best Buy gave me Logic, and that kind of he gave me Complete, which is like the instruments and stuff, and um, that got me back into production. And it's crazy because I was doing production, and when I moved here, I was still on the verge of doing that. And Timberland's right hand man basically wanted to manage me at the time; he was interested in managing me, and I moved here because. My uh, my friend, his mother had cancer at the time, and he wanted to be closer to his mom. So I'm like, that's a great enough reason for us to move back because we're yeah. not doing mm-hmm. it. We could work at Best Buy in Greensboro. So we we moved to Charlotte, and um, I was still producing. That was a thing, and then I was like, man, it's it's two artists I want to work with. And that's Fantasia and Anthony Hamilton. And two weeks later, I'm sitting in the studio with Anthony Hamilton. Wow. wow. Crazy, crazy story, yeah. Here or did he come yeah, up there? Yeah, yeah, here. So you came down here? Here. Yeah. Yeah. So you moved, So when you moved back, you moved back to Greensboro or you moved here? I moved. So here's the funny part. So I had a beat-up car at the time. It was a Mazda 626. Now imagine that in 2012. Right. <laughs> I, a 2000 Mazda 626. And we it made it to Florida, but it mm-hmm. didn't make it back. My <laughs> so so Christmas Eve, I flew. So this is our whole thing. We're like, all right, we're gonna move during Christmas, and we're gonna get out of here. My roommate's like, yo, I'm gonna drive your car back because at the time his car, like we were doing pretty bad. His car got repossessed. Oh, like we, damn. I mean, we were struggling. Yeah, yeah, it was and. Bad. Um, he was like, it, it was my car. Now, mind you, my car gets hot. You know how the hand goes. Oh, <laughs> like, no. We're in Miami. Yeah. And they're like, we need to go to the beach. And I'm like, not with my car. Like, <laughs> not with it. So he drives the car back. This is Christmas Eve 2013. I'll never forget this. So I'm, I'm, I flew. My parents bought me a ticket. I flew to uh, Durham. They picked me up and drove me to Virginia. I'm like, man, I'm so happy to have a home-cooked meal, and <laughs> right. I'm just thankful to be around family. He calls me. He's like, hey, man, what's up? I'm like, nothing, man, just chilling with the family, happy to be home. I'm like, how you doing? You making it on the road? 
He's like, yeah, um, your car just broke down. I'm like, what? <laughs> no. I'm like, where? Where are you? Mm-hmm. He's like, Jacksonville. I'm like, North Carolina? He's like, no, Florida. I'm like, oh, oh wait a minute. You didn't get past Florida? <laughs> so I had, to to- I had to tow my car from Jacksonville. Well, actually, they towed it back to Miami. And I had to tow it from ja- well, Miami to Greensboro. Good they wouldn't God. even come to where I was from because it's so small. Mm-hmm. Man, and I had to. So imagine being on your own. Like I wouldn't say I I've been on my own, but I pretty much been on my own since I was eighteen. Imagine you having to stay with your parents. At I think I was like twenty six, twenty five. Mm. That was like the worst, gut wrenching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Wow. So yeah. then, how long did it take you to move to Charlotte from then? Um, I. I think it was three months. I stayed with my parents okay. for three months, and I was embarrassed. I'm like, I hope nobody sees me at home. <laughs> I said, did you come back and immediately start DJing again and stuff? like? Yo, so I moved here, and um, I didn't have anything. Going. I didn't even have a job when I moved here. And I kind of finessed my way into a job. Like I'm like, I got to get something to get on my feet. So I applied at Guitar Center. <laughs> I'm like... That's that's the Several first place I know, right? There, yeah. Which one? The one off of um, Independence. When it was oh, so there, it's know, not there anymore. You know, Michael was out there. Yeah, I know. yeah I know Mike. You know, yeah. that's how he talks. Yeah, Mike was my coworker, <laughs> and um, basically, I didn't have a job. I didn't have anything. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't know anybody here. Anything, and um, I put in an application. I'm like, I gotta get a job because. My roommate had got an apartment for us. So, like, mm. he's he's literally paying and depending on me to get a job. So, I'm like, I'm already in debt trying to get my car straight. So, Guitar Center never called me back. And I called Guitar Center and was like, yeah, I, I just got a phone call from you guys. And they're like, we called you? And I'm like, I think so. I put in the application, but I, you know, I don't, maybe it's an interview or something. And the manager goes, hold on. You want to come in on Monday? <laughs> I got an interview. Oh, wow. True story. Wow. wow. And got the job. I finessed him. <laughs> said, I got a phone call. True story. True story. <laughs> I got I got to use that for something. Yeah. I got to I got to find I something I need it for. Yeah. <laughs> Concerning uh, a DJ gig that pays 50k. I don't I don't know. Maybe it's just <laughs> that here, may not here's, work. hearsay, but I'm just you know. Right. Um so I'm I'm trying to timeline here because you said this you wanted to work for Anthony Hamilton and Fantasia. Did no, no, work? no, no, just Anthony Hamilton. Okay, just okay. You didn't do Fantasia. No. How far? How she? I guess she had won American Idol. Yeah, yeah. And then long. How far after that was that? I don't, I can't remember when she won. This is 2013. So this she won it well before like that. 2006. Yeah. Was it that far? Yeah. That Maybe far, even far 2004. Far. Yeah, it was like 2004. I remember being in my crib and watching her. Oh, Man, when she won, she put run. high point that was on a the crazy map. Run. Yep. It was a crazy yeah. run she had on American Idol. She yep. came. She came to a spot. I was DJing one time, and somebody went, "That's Fantasia." I'm like, who's that? <laughs> that's a very, that's a very forced thing to do. Yeah, yeah. They could be like, that's Michael Jordan. You'd be like, who's that? <laughs> Dang, it's a very forced thing to do. Um, so you so you got to Charlotte and then start working Guitar Center and yeah. then I'm I'm guessing start trying to pick up some DJ gigs. Okay, yeah. So um, I DJed somewhere uptown. What what's the spot uptown? Do you remember? A lot of spots. Which one? I know that's a crazy question. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Where's it at? I can tell you. Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah. okay. That's yeah, where yeah. it was. Okay. So 
um, there was this guy who booked me. Um, actually, I think he booked DJ Paradigm. Paradigm has always been like a brother to me. And I think he recommended me to DJ this club. Random night. And um, the guy basically booked me. So I, I go there. I DJ. I didn't have any DJ gigs. I remember the first night I came here, I was chilling with False ID. I'm sorry. And Ingenious. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching him DJ all these clubs. And I'm like, I don't have a gig. You know what I mean? So this guy, DJ, he books me to DJ at Phoenix. And I get in there and there's like literally like three people the whole night. So they ended up shutting down at like 1230. And I think I charged them like 350. And I'm like, I know this guy's about to run out <laughs> on me. Nah. And the guy, at the end of the night, he said, yo, your set was amazing. I'm like, huh? And he's like, here's your money. It was this guy named Shelton Starks, and he books me to this day. I hadn't seen him for years, and now he does this thing called Serving the Culture um, themed dinners here. And from that day, I had so much respect from that guy for that guy because he could have easily just ran out of the building. For yeah. sure, yeah. I'm like, ah, we didn't do that well tonight. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He paid me my full amount, and I like, like after that, it was kind of like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't know. Did you know False from Greensboro? I know False from Greensboro. I okay. went to school with him. Okay. Yeah, I definitely know False. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's the homie. Yeah. Um. So Phoenix, and then what else did you start picking up after that? It was kind of, I think I had more private gigs than actual clubs. Right. And I started doing more private gigs and more so weddings. And then it just started picking up. And Mm -hmm. then after, you know, once you're in somebody's face and it's like, I DJ again, Mm -hmm. you know, you get whatever you want. Right. Do you do more weddings now or more like private gigs or more club gigs these days? I do more private gigs. I do more like bars, hole in the walls. I prefer to do that. Yeah. I, you seeing me in a club is kind of a one-off situation. It's got to be like I know somebody there. Don't you do Horace's Chicken or something like that? Is a place called that? <laughs> Harold's, like, yeah. Harold's, horses. I'm sorry. Hor- horses. Shout out to Horace's. Horace is another place. Yeah, nah, I, yeah, I do Harold's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. What's yeah. that place like? It's um, it's really cool, man. Like they have a brunch on Sundays and it's Literally just me at the top of the the bar and I'm DJing and people are just kind of vibing, smoking hookah. Right. I'm just playing background music. <laughs> Literally, yeah. So you got into DJ edits now, huh? Yeah, transitions yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. How did you and when did that start? Man, it, long story, man. Like I was always obsessed with samples, so I had started. I got uh, Adobe Premiere back in early 2000s. And I would like basically imitate the sample. Like if it was chopped, I would chop it up in there. And if you know Adobe Audition, this is not really meant for that. Started doing edits, and um, I discovered this guy named Joran Bombay, and he was doing all this amazing stuff, taking stuff out of the songs and making rare acapellas. Really dope dude. Um, I Where think is he from? I think he's from Canada, if I'm okay. not mistaken, and. Um, then I discovered this guy named Mel Star. He was playing all these like crazy acapellas. I'm like, how do you have this? Is like 2009, 2010. I have one of Mel Star's edits. I think it's that um, Michael Jackson edit. Yeah, that joint is crazy. Shout out to my brother Mel Star. Doesn't he live here now? Uh yes. I think he's back and forth between Vegas. Yeah. Yep. And um, yeah. Once I got his edits. 
it was kind of like, yo, this is really cool. And I, I started chopping the sample just like, um, you know, I would hear it on the song and play it. Like, basically, I made it so where I could play it out. Nice. So it would go from the song, and then it would chop it up, and then I would blend it in. Um, and then after that, as time goes on, I went to this guy named Lonnie B's house, DJ Lonnie B out of uh, Richmond, Virginia. And he, we're playing edits. I'm like, yo, check this out. He plays me this guy's named DJ Swift. And I was like, man, this, this dude is incredible. And I'm like, my, I had the structure there, but I wasn't um, actually putting everything together. I was kind of doing it live. And I'm like, this would make my job way easier if I could do it differently, mm-hmm. but similar. You know what I mean? So after that, I started just taking notes and kind of putting everything that I learned from everybody together. And then I just kind of came up with my own style. The breakdowns are crazy. Definitely a unique style. Yeah. Thank you. It's one of the better ones I've ever heard, frankly. Thank and I you. can't stand most edits and transitions. <laughs> <laughs> With the sweepers, no. <laughs> These guys know I hate them. The, the sound effects and all of that stuff, but no, yours are, are so too great. Who else played your edits? I've heard a few a few names. Oh, man. I always cringe saying this. Um, Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, how did you get in touch with him? How does he um, know about Lonnie B actually gave uh-huh. him a phone number of mine and uh, Mel Star as well. Um, Jazzy Jeff, Lloyd Finesse, DJ Shortcut, <coughs> DJ Melody, um, DJ Cash Money, Quest Love. Uh, Man, you can go on for days with names like this. Yeah. Especially if jazz is didn't doing D Nice it. get a hold of you or some of your stuff too? Uh, I don't think so. I thought it did. Uh, DJ honest. Active. Uh, funny thing, I went to a club the other day with this guy named DJ JC, who's incredible, by the way. And um, we met. Well, he knew DJ Active. He introduced me to him. We're sitting at the bar, and um, Active's DJing. And he just stops and plays one of my edits. Now, mind you, I've never met Active a day of my life. And so at the end of the night, I don't bother him. I'm like, hey, man, you know, nice to meet you. I think you played one of my edits. And he goes, what's your name? I go, B-Man. He's like, B-Man? You're B-Man? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And that's Janet Jackson's DJ. Uh-huh. So crazy scenarios wow. like that, it's kind of falling in people's hands, man. Yeah. Now, now, most of these, have you heard it, like them play it yourself? Or have people like send it to you like, yo, like, I was listening to so-and-so, and they're playing your edit right now. A little bit of both. Okay. Uh, the first time, the first edit Jeff played, I was doing a wedding, and I would watch. This is like right after the pandemic when mm-hmm. we kind of come outside, but people were wearing masks. And I'm setting up for uh, a wedding. I had my AirPod in, and I'm like, I'm listening to Jazzy Jeff, and I heard the snare, and I'm like, wait a minute. Wait. Wait. <laughs> like, wait. Did he just? I'm like, and I knew what I did to the edit, yeah. so I'm like, yo, he really played it. And um, about, I would say, like a week later, there's a guy that I'm cool with named DJ B-Man. He's from Chicago. Shout out DJ B-Man. And um, <laughs> this random night, he hits me up. He goes, man. No, he put it on his story. He says, yo, Jazzy Jeff just followed me on Instagram. And he's like all excited. And I'm like, yo, congrats. And I we we have a playful relationship. I'm like, he probably meant to follow me. Mm-hmm. Just joking, not serious. 
And like two hours later, he calls me. He's like, uh, do you know this DJ, Lonnie B? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I think Jeff meant to follow you and not me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jeff hit me up, do DM, and gave me his number and You've been like a big brother ever since. That's do y'all keep dope. in touch every now and yeah. again? That's you really think they, 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 they plug his shit, man. Man, I've seen Shortcut and I've seen Jazzy Jeff, who are That's opposite crazy. ends of the spectrum. Both plug your stuff. It's love, man. Shows and That's, That's crazy. That's crazy. How does the creative process start with the edits? Because I feel like <clears throat> there's so many samples, especially like newer music now. Sometimes, sure. like, and how does that go? Where you'd be like, hmm, I want to make an, uh, a breakdown of this specific song. My creative process is I try to do edits where you it hits you left field. Like it'll come in and it may be a song that's been sampled multiple times. And I've heard that. And you're like, oh, I know where this is going. going. And then it goes left. So you know what I mean? Like that's what I like to do. And usually I try to find samples that aren't obvious. Like I've done some obvious ones. Like I just I think I did Money Power Respect. I think that's like an obvious sample, but most of the time I want to, and I always do old school music. Like I could do new school, but I feel like it; those records don't stand the test of time. Like mm-hmm. if I do it, it's like, all right, it's here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah. And they were just so much more, I feel like they were much more creative with samples, like the way they chop. They don't really chop records yeah. now. It's just loops. It's just loops. So I always do that. And, then I just try to build the song layer by layer, like each instrument, so you can like. I never even knew that was in the mm-hmm. record. Yeah, yeah. That some songs when I looked at it on Instagram, I'm like, yo, this is insane. Oh, it's like, I'll be like, I didn't, I didn't, I had no clue. <laughs> I, <laughs> I literally, I had no clue. That's and it dope. just hits you like, oh my gosh, I didn't know what this is where it came from. That's and then you, and then you're like, and then I think I like the fact that you can listen through that yeah. to the edit throughout the song and be like. Okay, now like mm-hmm. I hear yeah. like, exactly mm-hmm. where that that exactly. melody is coming from. Like it all yeah. makes sense. Throughout and the, you want to hear some crazy? Like edits. most of the time, I don't even play my own edits, <laughs> and it's just weird to me. Like seeing other DJs, not even you know famous DJs, they play them, and I'm like, you played that in the club? Mm-hmm. Like, are you crazy? <laughs> Somebody played one on Sunday. I played one. I played one of his on Sunday, okay. and people either. go crazy. Yeah. I, I feel like if I did that, people would be like. Is he doing? <laughs> but I've seen it go over well so many times, and I'm like, wow, that worked. <laughs> yeah, See, I've, I've never met you until today, but like I, hearing you before, a lot of people when they talk about you, that, that's the first thing they mention is your edits. That is insane. Every single, every single time, like, yo, his edits are so dope. Every single time. A lot of people, it's so funny. I think people see the edits first, and they're like, oh, you DJ? I'm like. I've been DJ for years. I've been a DJ. <laughs> that's what I really do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how I met you because of one of your edits. That's well, not crazy. How I met you. Through Instagram, I heard one of your edits. Sure. Maybe Jazzy Jeff has posted. It was like a James Brown thing. Okay. And I sent you a message on Instagram, and you sent. Oh it to wow! Me, and I was like, oh damn, he lives in Charlotte. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Didn't even know. Wow, that's crazy, man. It's yeah. so funny you tell that story about him following uh, DJ B-Man because whenever <laughs> during the pandemic, the same thing happened to me. I'm just DJ Nice. Okay. But when, D, when D-Nice was oh, popping, bro, I got so many followers from that. <laughs> like, what? I mean, Did like, you tell him or you just nah, kept... <laughs> no, <man. laughs> I'm not like, D-Nice. Like, it, when I say a lot, not a crazy amount, like 100. That's like, good. Just, just off of just him off going name. live yeah. and them thinking like, I mean, I got pictures of myself on there. I'm obviously not D nice. Like we're kind of <laughs> different our skin shades. Did a little, yeah, a few <laughs> few shades 
difference. But uh, yeah, he I got like at least at least a hundred from him. That's crazy. Going That's, live. That is crazy. What would be crazy if they booked you? Fifty thousand dollar rate. Nice. Um, I am DJ Nice. Who's yeah. this white guy? <laughs> yeah, I show up. I, are like, you his manager? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're both Derek, so whatever. It works. It works. That might work. <laughs> You're Derek? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm the guy you, you called. That's, That's funny. Awesome. Um, so we we talked about you private versus public. You say you like one of the public gigs more. But sure. what got first got you in the private gigs? Minus like the middle school. But when you came back to Charlotte and all that, you started like wanting to do weddings or uh it was just private gigs like i got an old soul man i i'm not even gonna front like i have the oldest soul like i'm 34 and people be like you know you look young but we could never tell because of the music you post i just like older music so for me being in the club i could do it i have the music Mm -hmm. but it's not i don't feel it it's not most of it it's now I like a lot of new music. It's it's some dope new records, trap rec- records, and everything. But like for me, I look at it. I look at it like most clubs they want to hear whatever's hot, you know, whatever's going on. And for me to, I mean, trap is really hot right now, and that's pretty much what I think of as the club. That's what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me to play trap all night, I would be like. Oh my God, my brain cells. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You don't want to hear no 808s when you walk exactly. out. Exactly. That's all it is, is 808s. Exactly. That's all it is. And I I love trap music, but it's just like for me to for me to do a good job as a DJ, I have to feel the music. Mm-hmm. You could tell a difference in me DJing trap music and me DJing music that I love. I remember my boys coming up from the South like five, six years ago and saying trap music is gonna be where it's at. And I was like, I listened to it and I was like, this is terrible. Oh, <laughs> man. Look at where it is. Yes. What song did they play for you? Do you remember? Was, oh, it, was, no it, young, was it Young Jeezy? <laughs> <laughs> no idea. That, that's, the, no idea. that's what I think of when I think of trap music. That was like the first album that defined trap music. Trap or Die? Yep. Yeah. Is that what it's called? No, Thug what, Motivation. No, Thug Motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thug Motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. motivation. Was Trap or Die on there? Yep. Yeah, it was on that. What year was it? 2005? Yeah. Four? Five? I had that album like a year before it came out. And I, I used to tell people like, "Young Jeezy is going to change the game." That's kind of like, crazy. "Who is Young Jeezy?" <laughs> I That's was a like, "Long time ago." How'd you get the album? Off of uh, it was like rap, rapgame.com. Okay, one of leaked. my one of my yeah, yeah, one yeah. of my sources. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, y'all remember the DJ leaks? They used to oh, happen yeah. all the time, yeah, man. Drake's yeah. album. I remember kill, getting, like the fir- his DJ. first one before, like two, three weeks before it came out. Yeah. Like people would be listening to it, and normal people that don't. Aren't plugged in with the music stuff. Right. They're like, "How do you have this already?" Yep. Don't worry about it. Just, yeah. Just, yeah. just, just, just know just I got it. it. I know a guy that knows a guy. Just enjoy. Just, just know I got it. Yeah. Whenever so, it comes out on CD, make sure you grab it. Do you have a favorite artist that you like to sample more? Not sample, but edit more than anything else. Anybody in particular uh, done more? I like doing Biggie edits. I'm a big fan of Biggie. I thought you was gonna ask me. What was my favorite artist? I was yeah. say, oh, I'm, I'm gonna ask you that. In a <laughs> all right, cool. Too. All right. Have you done like Juicy Fruit one? Yeah, I did Juicy earlier on. Yeah, man, I gotta go find this. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah, no, I'm on. I, I told you before, I'm on your uh, Patreon. I've been there for. <laughs> I've been there since the start. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny. I, I, 
You, you know that conversation we had with your avatar. I was like, where's the guy with the mohawk? <laughs> Wait, what? That's me. <laughs> I thought he oh, had hair, shit. like like big hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I had big I'd hair. never seen him in person. He thought he had Johnny Bravo type I hair. I was like, where's uh, the guy? Because <laughs> of my avatar on I could, uh, Instagram. That's actually hilarious. <laughs> Do you have, who's your favorite artist? Uh, Of all time, uh, probably Michael Jackson. Mm. D'Angelo is my favorite artist. So if I had my way, mm. I'd play D'Angelo to everybody and they hate <laughs> me all night. Yeah. His instrumentals just you can just play like crazy his bro. instrumentals and just different levels. Out. Michael's one that I I hate I never got to see in concert. Yes, me like, too. Like Prince too. Hate it. Yeah, Prince. Those guys, like man, especially Michael. I mean, that was kind of, you know, unexpected, but like yeah. I definitely like that's one if you know they they always ask the question living or dead who you'd want to see in concert that's probably number one for me. I had planned to go to the This Is It tour, and you mm-hmm. know passed. So I remember when that happened. I was living in Greensboro, yeah. man. That news was crazy. Yeah, stop the world, literally. Yeah, like it was just so unexpected. You want to hear a random story about Prince? Sure. So yes. I was DJing yeah, at Lotus do. Lounge, and the the owner. Me and him, he was like my big brother. So Prince was doing a concert. This was like this had to be like 2011, 2010. And he's like, he started acting weird. I'm like, you good, man? He's like, yeah, uh, Prince's people is coming by here. I'm like, right now? He's like, yeah, they're outside. <laughs> and so they come in, and he brings up like a Finding Nemo DVD. And he was like, yeah, Prince, if he comes, he wants you to put this on. Questlove tells a story about it, too. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know what Finding Nemo has to do with anything, but he wants that on in the club. Like, one time, Questlove said that he was DJing in the club, and Prince told him to stop. And he played the Finding Nemo, like, DVD in the club. Like, turn the music off. What? Yeah. True story. He told me to have the DVD ready. I'm like, but he didn't come to the club that night. I knew he That's wasn't coming. Weird, I'm like, man. Prince coming Lotus? to Lotus? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> that make sense. Nah. That's the equivalent to him well, coming yeah, to Music City. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you were telling that story, I'm like, ah, there's no way this man showed up to Lotus Lounge. Like, yeah. that, that don't seem like a place Prince would pop Prince up Prince is at. coming to Phoenix. <laughs> That's wild. Man. Yeah, but wait, finding Nemo. Yeah, yeah, like, what? I don't know. Whoa, yeah. True story. Like, how you how you even supposed to play that? Like, just putting a disc reader and just let it... Let, the music. let it ride. That's what Questlove <laughs> said watch a movie. Let's watch a movie story. Club, everybody. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> Go look it up on YouTube. Questlove has a story. That's yeah. wild. Did the same thing to me. I who, never who would else, ever pull that off. Who else came through Lotus back in the day? Man. Uh, J. Cole, for starters. Wale. And these are, these are people I DJ for. Like, they didn't have a DJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met Biz through... Uh, Lotus. Rest in peace. Yeah. YG. Travis Porter so many times. Yeah, they my, my boy did a tour with them. You know Steel? Remember? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Steel yeah. was a rapper. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's, that was, that's the homie. Um, I actually DJ for him a little bit like when okay. I first started DJing. Dope. Um, But Definitely yeah, know him. He, he told me a Trey song story. Because I think Trey came to Lotus and he was like, Asshole. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah. Car had to be on like seventy degrees exactly when they picked him up. Yeah. Like, all kinds of crazy shit. He said he was just an asshole. Yeah, not the nicest guy. Unfortunately, <laughs> did I you DJ it, for him? No, I I remember I was I think I was doing something that night. Okay. But I I remember. I don't think you missed anything. 
R. Kelly came through there. Oh, <laughs> whoa, R. Kelly. Yeah. Uh, How was that? I wasn't there that night either. Okay. Okay. Um, who else? Cali Swag District. When Teach Me How to Dougie was hot. Like I'm talking about. It just came out. Is it when they did a concert at uh, the Coliseum? I remember seeing them. I'm not sure. I knew their manager named Sylvan Martin. Okay. Then a couple of them pass away. Marshall. Um, like two of them passed yeah, away, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. How old were they? Young. Young. Yeah, they yeah. were young. Young. Because uh, M Bone, that was one of yeah, them. He pa- he passed away for sure. And then I, I think another one. The light one. skinned one. Yeah. The little short what? one. Yeah. I don't remember. I forgot. I really don't remember. But what? I remember I remember hearing the story about M, like hearing when it happened about M Bone. Because I'd seen him in concert, like at, at the Coliseum. And I was like, man, that's crazy. Um, Morris Chestnut, DJ for him. Uh, Idris Elba, I DJ with him. That's dope. Yeah, it, it, so many people, man. And now I look back at it, and I'm like, that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's dope because a lot of celebrities don't make casual club appearances no more. Not anymore. No, they do not go to the club. Nah, they not, not definitely not money involved. Yeah, so I said definitely not for free. Not for free, yeah. where you'll just be like, yo, what's the name? They got a section right next to DJ Boots. Mm-hmm. Right? That, I think that's. Probably the super dope nostalgic of old clubs and stuff like that. Speaking of celebrities, I used to DJ at uh, Sports One like probably two years ago, and Allen Iverson would be there every Sunday, like every Sunday. <laughs> and people would walk in, and you know, obviously, people come to a bar to watch sports. So they walk in and like, that's Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's here every Sunday. Yeah, where's, he, he, where's Sports One? It's, uh, how would you describe it? I'm terrible. Mm-hmm. What's the directions? apartment complex where uh, Manny lives? The Ellis. It's right on that road. Yeah. It's right down the street from. It's a little small spot. College. It's on college. It's on college. Yeah, it actually is on College Street. Right. Yeah, he came, uh, he used to do, he used to come into Slate and Oakram on Sundays too. All the time. Um, really? Faithfully. It's funny. So, same thing. I'm sitting there DJing one day and there's nobody there. Nobody. It was just like before game. So, game was like one. This is probably 12, 12, 15. I'm not, I, there's nobody. I'm on my phone, just like, I don't know. I might have a mix okay, playing, right. whatever. So I'm sitting there and uh, just not paying attention. This dude comes up to me. He goes, Hey, where's Brandon? I'm like, uh, I just saw him walk by, whatever. I was like, Are you good? And he was like, Yeah, uh, just tell him when you get a second. AI needs him. And I'm like, Okay. Whatever artificial intelligence. Yeah, who's uh, who? Uh, who is that? I did, I, I definitely <laughs> didn't put two and two together at the time. Right. And then I look up and I see Brandon walks back and the guy gets him and then they walk over and AI is just sitting there. Yep. Chilling. And I'm like, yeah. What the fuck? I was like, yeah, that's crazy, Iverson. Right? So I immediately hop on Google, and I was like, Allen Iverson pregame music, whatever. Just trying to see what he liked to like. listen to. And then I think he did an interview where he was talking about Biggie and Pop. So I was just running Biggie and Pot records yep. back to back. That's he, what he likes. And he, and he was just sitting on the couch, just vibing. Hey, That's guess what he what? likes. I don't know who Allen Iverson is. You're lying. Hold okay. on. No way. <laughs> I'm the worst basketball player in history. Know nothing no about way. sports. I mean, I've heard the name. But no, I would, come on, man. I would man. have never the answer. Like Zach, the answer. Michael People Jordan. Would like, is, I would be like, Kobe? I don't know, baseball, football. I don't know All who right. it is. Man. I know Kobe's basketball. Yeah. But, uh, Hold yeah. up. You have to think about yeah. that. He's like, uh, yeah. I know he's tell he was absent from sports. Yeah. Allen Iverson crossed okay, up Michael beat Jordan beat his rookie year. I don't you even know me. what crossed up means. Oh, my 
You beat me. <laughs> you beat me. Jesus Christ. Oh, He's man. like Wayne Gretzky in hockey. I know you know hockey. Yeah. Oh, I know who Wayne Gretzky is. Okay, well, then it's, <laughs> it's, if you say that name in basketball, it's the equivalent. I can't, man. People listening to this are going to be like. But who's the Mario Lemieux of. Now, who is that? Yeah, How do you know that? him and you don't know Alan Iverson? Yeah, who is that? Because he's called my house before. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, right. I didn't know who he was at that time either. I was like, who? <laughs> who the, what, what, what name is that? What the fuck are you saying? Oh, my God. Is he God. Canadian? Yeah, he's French-Canadian. Okay. He's a, he's a huge hockey player. Roche knows who he is. But wait, I told that entire story, and you didn't stop me at the very beginning and go, and or him, Alan and be like, who's Alan Iverson? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, man. So you've got a podcast too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the name of it? It's called uh, Without No DJ Podcast. Oh, right, I've heard of that. I've yeah. heard of that before. I heard of you. Oh, another <laughs> thing. <laughs> That's great. So why do you say no DJ? Oh man, um, I feel like everybody. It's no disrespect to the DJs, but I feel like you know, back in the day, you had MC Light, you had MC Hammer, but after a certain point, it was like that's Drake. Yeah, that's Lil Wayne. That's such and such. You don't you don't have to announce that you're a DJ. And plus, I do so many other things mm -hmm. than just DJ, right? Producer, editor, whatever you want to call it. So it was like I would be like DJing Lotus or whatever I was DJing with a celebrity, and they'd be like, "What's your name?" I'm like, "B Man, just B Man, no DJ." They'd be like, just B-Man, no DJ, shout out. And I'm like, no, no, B-Man. Just B-Man, no DJ. So I was just like, simple. Yeah. Why not just yeah, let that. it stick? That's where it came from. That's mm, funny. It took me a long time to have the name DJ, and then I dropped it. Yeah. I'm not, not DJ. Now you're just Tomato Slice. That's right. Tomato, that's that, a pretty cool name. don't man, eat tomatoes. I'm going to keep reiterating that. So, you so have this it's podcast. a podcast, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Without no DJ, mm -hmm. without no DJ podcast. What's what's the basis of it? So basically, uh, I do my mentor Claude Whitfield, who owns uh, a company, a brand called Backspins. Shout out to Backspins. Yeah, and um, they just reach back to the youth, man, troubled youth, and people who just love music, have an interest in it. I mean, from day one, man. I he picked me up at a low when I just moved here. And we had a good conversation over the phone. Two days later, he's like, hey, you want to DJ at the Spectrum Center? I'm like, where, like outside? And he's mm -hmm. like, no, in the Spectrum Center. And we've been cool ever since. He owns the podcast. Uh, he funds it. Shout out to him for believing in me. Anybody that I really want to bring through, um, he's like, let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. I'm like, do you know that costs money? <laughs> so, Who have you wanted to bring through? Who have you got in there? Um, so right now we have Mel Star. Uh, I think everybody knows Mel Star. Mm -hmm. Everybody familiar yeah, with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, DJ Shaq Kim, uh, who DJs for New Edition. Um, we had DJ Skills, who was from here, incredible DJ. We have JC, who DJs for Goody Mob, used to DJ for Ludacris, Atlanta Radio History. Uh, we have DJ SNS, legendary mixtape DJ. And who else do we have? I'm missing somebody. I'm missing somebody. Oh, DJ Just and uh, Little Neek. They were on Showtime at the Apollo. DJ Just DJs for Bow Wow. He's like Rap City, like hip hop all the way. But Are you going to be starting that up back up again soon? Yeah. Uh, we were supposed to have uh, Marley Maul as the first guest back. Yeah. 
but that kind of fell through. So I think we got somebody else coming slated very, very soon. So no, no hints. Maybe the magnificent. Mm. Okay. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. That'd be dope. Yes. Yeah. That'd be yes. Cool. Now, oh. do you th- you host those locally in Charlotte? Yeah, actually, we do it at the other. This this compound, we do it at the, the other. Huga. Yes. I don't know if they have another podcast area anymore. They used to. They it, used to, but they, did they, they move here? here? Yeah. This okay. Is it. So you're gonna be in here. We're gonna be oh. sneaking in. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, when are you gonna do it? If you see me in that chair that day, don't mind me. I'm just sitting yeah. in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. Have you just... gotten in touch with Huga yet? You know who you get in touch with? No, we actually just built our own podcast studio. So mm. okay, where's that at? That's fire. It's uh, it's uh, what do you call it? It's right by Sports One. I forgot the name of the building. Okay. Is it an office it's, building? You know, I hate to say this, but where the homeless people are. Like most of the homeless people, mm-hmm. no. Like eleventh, okay. ele- okay. yeah. There. Yeah, I'm around terrible King's with that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Around that King's Kitchen. Place? No, no, no. You're thinking that's like beside Tilt. No, oh, all right. Homeless, like you, you know right. where Phoenix, that building. All right, Bar Charlotte. So that building. Like, Keep oh. going down College, yeah, and then you have right like eleventh. It's like right in that area. Okay, I forgot the name of the building, but it's it's in there. That's where Backspins is, and. We got like a production room. Then we got the DJ classes. I teach DJ classes. And then we have, we just built the podcast room. How long have you been doing about? that? Yeah, I want to hear about the DJ class thing. Ah, uh, man. Um, wow, probably since 2014. Claude Whitfield, same guy, um, just kind of believed in me and was like, yo, you want to teach classes? And I've been doing it ever since. Who do you teach? I mean, anybody from, I would say, eight years old up. Okay. I've had a nine-year-old, eight-year-old. I've had a 55-year-old. It just kind of depends on who's serious and who wants to take the classes. Mm-hmm. Is it one-on-one or is it group classes? So for my, we started out group-wise, and that was kind of like two. It, it, a lot of people weren't really learning, so mm-hmm. we broke it down to one-on-one. I haven't did a group class since 2014. So. Wow. So has anybody transitioned into the the club world or anything? Yeah, since you- um, Q1, who's on V10, what is it, V101.9, I think. Mm-hmm. He took the classes. He's on the radio now. Um, we got, oh, man, so many people. It's a lot of young and DJ. Like young kids. Yeah, like young, up and coming. Okay, and okay. Yeah. What are you teaching them on? Are you teaching them on, like, are you using Serato or just vinyl or uh, using turntables? Turntables. So wow. I try, I mean, we'll teach you on whatever you're comfortable with. So you're like, I don't have turntables. I don't plan on using it. And you're like, I just want to learn on my controller. I'll teach you on your controller. But I try to kind of force people into getting turntables for sure. or learning at least. And then once they get a feel for the turntables, they're like, oh, I need to throw the SB mm. away. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get some turntables. So you got turntables in the studio and whatnot? Yeah, we got a couple of sets. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, I didn't learn on turntables, but cause I'm, I mean, I only started DJing in 2015. But really? I mean, yeah, but I mean, once I, I mean, I learned on a controller, but then I made sure I yep. did, did, did the turntable. Yeah, that oh, you can do it now. You, you got huh? You can do turntables now. I've been able to do turntables. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Yeah. My bad. Come on, man. <laughs> Year one, I made sure I learned that. I think yeah, I told you, you to, but you yeah. always gotta like you know. 
cool. honestly like pay homage to where Correct. how it all started. Yeah. Can you sure. do turntables, Kyle? Most, I think I a lot. Most people, even if they learn on controller, can do it. Because your mentors, they like you know, they like boss is one of my mentors, and mm -hmm. he's, I mean, he had turntables when he was doing Whiskey River, and I would just go in, hop on, and. Dope. Did you learn on um, Serato with turntables? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. That's different. It's different. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I, I wasn't laying vinyl. No, nah, but I mean, I can, I can still put. I can probably no, figure it out. Like on yeah. the, I can probably figure it out right then and like. Well, I yeah, can I can put a record on or a need on a record and yeah. still play that too. I can. I, can I can't do it. With my headphones. I can't do it. Serato has like babied me like on Serato because of that pitch mm -hmm. lock or whatever key lock. Key lock. You yeah. can manhandle those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Force them forward, <laughs> yeah. and nobody hears it. <laughs> nobody hears it. But when you get an actual record, mm -hmm. you got to match the beat. You're not just matching the lines on right, the screen. Yeah. You got to match yeah, the beat, match and you're pushing that shit forward. You, you can, can hear, hear that from a mile away. <clears throat> it might be on beat, but you hear this key bend mm -hmm. where it sounds crazy it, it's hard somebody asked me to do a vinyl party recently and i'm like i'm scared to do it like me too because mm -hmm. things have changed so much i feel like people wouldn't even understand if the record skipped they'd be like what is he doing <laughs> oh, just no. yeah like people wouldn't understand so i'm like i'm not even gonna put myself in that boat there's vinyl parties all the time in charlotte mm -hmm. yeah i'm terrified there's some there's some dope ones some i've been asked ones. to do them and i'm like hell no <laughs> yeah yeah, I'm afraid I'm every you. mix would go off beat. Right, I'm afraid you'll because we haven't did it in so long. Yeah. I just, I just fear like the the idea of even like having to have like 50 records and I gotta look through them all. <laughs> 50, yeah. whatever. Try six that, crates. Like, yeah, Try six hundred or whatever. Yeah. Like, how did that even work back in the day? When like, did you have someone like, okay, I'm DJ, you're my right hand man. Yeah, yeah, I did. Like, I, I'm going to ask you, like, yo, load no. me the next record, or you. No. So we had, like, like literally, like, what people use, Serato crates. It was like, this is the rock crate. Well, this is a good 50 records. This is. is new records. This is old records. And the way we did it, we would have, we would take the sleeve and put the doubles in, doubles yeah. meaning two copies of the record. Same sleeve. In the same sleeve because yeah. it took less, you know, space. And you but write the BPM on it You write the too. BPM on it. Like, you literally had to listen to the record and sit there count. and calculate it. Like, what? oh, this is 98. With a timer or count. Or you had to have it was a mixer the worst. that would read the, or you had to mixer that would read the BPM. And then you would get somewhere and you got a perfectly good copy of a record and it would skip. And you'd be mm, like, oh, no. that man. Never happened to me. Yeah, I mean, like, Brand Never. new copy, Never. and the the needle is just not sitting right. It may catch something, and it will skip every now and then. It wasn't like all the time. We got too much dust on it. You're like, oh yeah. shit, get that <laughs> off of there. Yeah, it could go bad really fast, or, or the needle would go. The needle could go bad, and that joint just starts skating across the record. You're like, Psh, no, no, put no, on no. this record. Nah, <laughs> I, I never had that. I well, have. If I did. It didn't happen too much. I was always mixing on the edge of disaster. Oh, I felt like when I was DJing, man. But man, you yeah, you had to carry like six crates of records easily, six hundred records, and it was all according to BPM. Yeah, from front to back, from slowest to fastest in the back. Yeah, we ain't seen um, hard work. Yeah, Kyle, we're lucky. Yeah, we're lucky <laughs> we, we didn't man, have to. Right? We didn't have to do none of that when and we first. Learned. I don't want to do that no more. And if you were, <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to do that anymore. Well, they make everything so like user friendly now. I mean. And if you were a turntablist or a hip hop, certain kinds of hip hop DJs, you had to put tape on the thread of the record, so the needle would skip 
like a cue point, skip exactly to that part. Yep. It took a long time, a lot of practice, because the needle would be on the record, and you take like a like a sewing needle and a piece of tape, like a yep. round piece of tape, and put it on there, and just barely touch it, and then push it down on there. So you know how we got cue points now. Yeah. You could just yeah. do that and be like, oh, that's right. Boom. So I know where this very part of the song is. I can but start you can, right you can no break. longer play the other part of the yeah. record. You had to be like, oh, I'm not going to play this part. I just go directly here. Yeah. That's or you crazy. had to have three to four versions <laughs> yeah. of the song so same, same song. If you were really good, you could make it loop. Like I have yeah. a record that goes, I'm Forrest. I am Forrest. I am Forrest. Because it's <laughs> my first name. What? Yeah. It skips. It's, it, hits the, it hits the one thread or the hit one, hits one sticker. And it gets there, and then it skips back a whole nother thread. Uh, what's That's that crazy. from? Just learning. I've never. No, I didn't no, even no, no, know. What, learn what, what, I didn't know you what, could even the, loop. Where's on. the record? It was from? hard, oh, man. It was hard as hell. Re- a, the record is from a religious record. I've got wacky, crazy records at home. Like, you, you guys think I have like dope samples, like originals and stuff like mm-hmm. that? I got even crazier samples. I'm um, like these weird records. I got like a weird sexual IQ test where. That, what? That's, that's what? a fucked up record, man. <laughs> <laughs> like you had to, like there's these pieces of paper inside of it and you fill it out, like it asks questions like I enjoy watching my significant other with another lover. <laughs> what? <laughs> it'll, what? It'll repeat what? it'll repeat that again in this crazy monotone like way. You gotta hear it. It's the wildest. Where do you record. find this? Uh well, there's all kinds of record stores everywhere. Obviously. Um, you just go searching for stuff in the weird <laughs> sections. Did you or... buy that brand new? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want the uh, that oh, record. You know which one I'm talking about. Would you pay that twenty four ninety nine? I don't know. No, no, no. This was like probably like two dollars. Oh, okay. The, the person, I know I got it in Pittsburgh. The cashier had to be looking at you crazy. When you no, were dude, for they <laughs> had multiple copies. I bet I could probably still find another one. <laughs> it was sealed when I got it, and it still had yeah. the paper in it and everything. Yeah. But then I got Close Encounters, which is crazy samples in that. Um, I don't know, man. Don't you have like a Star Wars? Oh, crazy Star Wars, like that Empire Jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wild. That's just Star weird. Wars with jazz music. Then you got all these like radio shows from back in the day. There was one show. It's a uh, who was that guy? Casey Kasem. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, they had Kasem. they didn't necessarily have tapes or CDs. They would literally play this record with all the TV commercials on it or radio commercials on it. From front to back and all the songs on it was recorded what? that way. Wow. If you can ever get old records from a radio station, those are the craziest stuff inside there. I believe. I got Flintstone Kids commercials on vinyl. I got what? Nuts. I got <laughs> records that are just sounds of whales. I got records that are just sounds of like trains. Kind of makes sound sense. Effects what? Sound <laughs> effects Dude, records. Dude, yeah. It sound effects sense. records. Mm-hmm. I got that one. This is a journey into sound with Eric B. and Rakim. The joint at the end of uh, at the this beginning is a of journey into okay. sound. Do, 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 do. I got that original record. I didn't even know that I had it for a long time. There's like I got crazy records at my house. It, it's shocking, but that's enough. That's enough about me. You <laughs> know what you should share with B Man is your uh, Spotify playlist. Uh oh, no, <laughs> no. Let's let's hear this. Yeah, so he'll tell you. Fine, Forrest, fine. Let it all out. The yeah, I, I gotta let it out. So Forrest has this. Playlist that he's created on Spotify. It's, Playlists. Yeah, but so I, there's two parts to this. He has one that samples any prominent hip hop song in history. Like Just about everyone you've ever. Yes, heard. it's massive. Then he's <laughs> he got. Said I might need that. Then, <laughs> then he's got. Okay. For each like big hip hop album, 
in history, every track on there, the songs that they have sampled. Oh, yeah. Like you made this. this yourself? Oh, yeah. I got a whole bunch of them, man. Yes. Oh, man. oh yeah. He want me to put them out. Yes. Oh, no, man. Yes. That kind of sounds so, like yeah, my, put them out. <laughs> my Neptune's collection. What? I'm a huge Neptune's fan. I, I think I have every Neptune's recording. Do you have any ever. of the sound packs? Damn. Yeah, I got all of them. Kyle looked up sideways, and he said, yeah, I got all of them. Wait, I might need to. I might need to. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, you. you can't find, like, some of them sounds like the um the intro. Like, I love that intro, like that 30-second intro that they had on the- On clones? Yes, bro. Like, that the the- Whatever I don't know if it's a piano sound One, or two, yeah, three, yeah. You can't find the digital sound. Yeah, yeah all it was it was a, so it was crazy. Most of it was a Triton keyboard, and now they have the plugin for the Triton. I remember that one. It yeah, was huge. That was that a huge. That's like the massive. whole two thousands. Everything comes from that keyboard. See, that's where I just need to know where to find that. Stuff. Yeah, it's it's, it's on the Triton. So crazy. Yep. I think huge Neptune's fan. Yeah. Was that a big growing up in Virginia thing yeah. for you? Yeah, I think um, musically the Neptunes were just so far ahead. And yes. then, of course, True. being from Virginia, you seeing somebody not too far from where you are, mm-hmm. and they're, they got the most number ones in history on the chart at one time. Mm-hmm. Like That's incredible. Pharrell and Chad. Mm-hmm. And then you see Missy and Timberland. Mm-hmm. And I think... Virginia, I'm gonna give myself a pat on the back. I think we have the best producers ever. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's not even a competition. I don't think I was ever. actually me and my boy were on the road uh, to my gig in South Carolina the other day, and we were trying to figure out. And we do a thing here called this or yeah. that, and we'll, we'll ask you this in a, in a minute. But I was like, best all time, Timbo or Pharrell? Tim, I mean uh, Pharrell. I'm sorry. <laughs> that that easy? That easy? Yeah, to me the same. Pharrell is I, Pharrell is just incredible, like a person, like this his creative mm-hmm. process behind fashion and his contributions to that. Like, yeah. cause I remember when people was I was I, it's interesting seeing people wear bape now and stuff like that, and I was like, yo, who was wearing that? I don't even wear bape no more, but like I was, my mom used to look at me crazy for spending a hundred dollars for a t shirt. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I look at you crazy. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of crazy. I went to go get one the other day at Impossible Kicks in South Park. And a, a regular Bape shirt is like 115 to like $150. They yeah. got them in there starting at $200. Yeah. And I like literally Bapes went out of style. Like imagine your whole closet is just Bapes, mm-hmm. right? When I got in college, I gave all my Bapes away. Like no. literally I, I went to my dorm and you room. A, and you, this is and true these story. weren't Flugazi. These, these were the real ones. Yeah. These were the real ones. I gave them away. Like I told everybody to come to my room. If you wear a size eleven and a half to twelve, you can get whatever pair you want. Wow. And people were like, "Are you crazy?" Because they went out. Of, they went out of style. Mm-hmm. Now they're back. Like you get on StockX, mm-hmm. oh, like yeah. Club. Yeah, you're paying a grip. But I can see. I, I can also see why you said Pharrell because, like I said, Pharrell did the whole. He just put a lot of worlds together, like the whole yeah. skateboard yeah. world mm-hmm. to. You know, music yeah. and style and just being just the rock music, mm-hmm. you know, like. Do you go to uh, something in the water? You know what's funny? As big of a fan, I'm a, I'm a huge fan, number one. But I've never been. Every year I'm like, I'm going to go. Like mm-hmm. this year, I said I was going to go. And then the ticket sold out so fast, I didn't get to go. Mm-hmm. 
But one cool thing, since we're talking about Tim and Pharrell, my last name is Mosley, mm-hmm. right? Timberland's last name is Mosley. Mm-hmm. I was told we were related. Never figured it out. <laughs> but I got to go to his studio, his recorded, his private recording studio. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Larry what, Love. What, what's that look like? Keyboards on the floor, <laughs> all these weird world instruments everywhere. He has like a, well, now Pusha T owns that same studio. Okay. So it's like a, it's crazy because it's in Virginia Beach and it's a neighborhood, just a random neighborhood. And at the end is a cul-de-sac. And Timberland Studio is right there. And then the Neptune Studio is like literally to the right of it. Like wow, you could walk from wow. the parking lot. Yeah. And now Timberland sold that studio because he lives in uh, Miami. And Pusha T owns that studio now. That's crazy. Yep. Just imagine all the music made on that right. block. Right. That's what yeah. I used to think. Like, <laughs> yeah. how many artists really yeah. came through there right. and made hits? Like, they were like, know, yeah, Future Sex Love Sounds made here. Mm. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, the whole album. Jeez. Yeah. So. Yeah, Something in the Water is dope. I went, to the, I went the first year. I think they're going to start changing the dates on it now. Really? Because they get messed up with weather every time. Yeah. A yeah, massive storm. Like, first, so I went very first year. First day got canceled. Because of a massive, massive storm. Um, and he was supposed to actually bring Justin out that night. Wow. Um, but I guess Justin's schedule wouldn't allow him to stay the second night. Because the second night he brought out Jay-Z. The yeah. first one? Yeah, the very wow. first one. Yeah. He brought out Jay. Because, you know, he does like the Pharrell and Friends. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was Jay, Busta, Missy. Wow. Uh, Usher. That's massive. Um, I know I'm missing more, but yeah, I mean it was it was insane. When he brought Hove out, people man, went crazy. That place went I already crazy, know crazy. Crazy. I already know. Um yeah. Once once he started uh, I I'm blanking on the song, but what's the song? Uh oh, you talking about us uh, you talking about uh change clothes. Is it change clothes? Every time I just want to love you. Yeah, I or, just want to. Or yeah, what, it was it every time your name was brought up on that. Oh no, front, front. It was front. Yeah, front. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was blanking there, but yeah, because you know it's it's just smooth, cool, and that's casual. what he came out to. Yeah, and then he just started rapping his verse, and people went crazy. I can believe it, man. Yeah. Crazy. Yo, seeing Hove in person is kind of like a wild experience, bro. I've never seen grown men act like girls, <laughs> like. Pure girls. This is like from the Lotus experience? This is from the Lotus experience. Mm-hmm. Only time I ever seen them in person. And guys were buying Ace of Spades and like send it to Hove. What, what? is like, what? They, what? Like they were doing anything to spark a to conversation. Try to get a yeah. conversation with him. And so he was like, all right, he would get the bottle and he would sign it and send it back to them. Oh, this shit. Is, this is cool. Blueprint. What is it? Three? Three. three. Yeah. The yeah. one he had J. Cole on. It went on to the next mm-hmm. one on. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he was sent, like signing the bottles and sending it back. And Beyonce sitting beside him. It was like everybody was dressed in all black. It was the weirdest, like, different. Like, you could tell money was around mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Were they both supposed to be there that night? No, it was just Jay-Z. Okay. And Beyonce. And then she came. came. Yeah. But that, was that for that tour? It was for Blueprint 3 too. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. So I saw him for one at the Coliseum. I saw him and Kanye for Watch the Throne. That show was... I heard that was... Good. I've never seen Jay-Z live. Ever. Really? Ever. He's good. Me neither. He's good. He, uh, I saw him for Watch the Throne. I saw him another time in Greensboro. And then I saw him at Spectrum 
I bought tickets like very last minute. Who is Jay Z's DJ? Usually oh. just Blaze. Okay, well, the one time I saw him, it was Timbaland. Yep, that too. Yeah, he's, he used Timbaland. Um, he used Young Guru. Yeah, Guru. Guru's Guru, a, yeah. Guru's Guru, Timbaland, or just Blaze. Mm-hmm. Word. Do you guys yeah. remember the first time you heard Jay-Z? Mm. Hard Knock Life for me. For me, it was Big Pimpin'. Mm, I can't remember. Mine was Can I Get Open. Wow, original of a flavor. When I saw the video and I heard him, I was in the next room or something. I heard him come on. I was like, "Holy fuck!" I went running in the room. I was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" He was so sick. Yeah, I think he's like the last verse. You ever heard this song? No, I don't think so. Yeah, you gotta look it up. It's original That's flavor. When he was rapping get fast. Open. Yeah, it was crazy. early nineties. Was it on an album? Yeah, they had an album. Yeah, it's an album. Well, but it was a song called "Can I Get Open" by mm-hmm. Original Flavor. Right, man. It was like a group Crazy good. with this dude named Ski Beats, who's from North Carolina, and he was yeah. producing the group. And okay. Jay Z just happened to be featured on it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of North Carolina, we don't have producers like Virginia, but I mean Ninth Wonder is yeah, sick. <laughs> sick. Ninth Wonder is something else, man. Like sick. Yeah. So let's get into our this or that, actually. All right, cool. Um, so what we do here is we're gonna ask you this or that, one or the other. You gotta pick one. Sure. No political correct in betweens. All right. It's Give usually me. catered to the person. But I didn't think of that. Am I we'll, putting y'all to sleep yet? We'll no, get no, a, no, 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 no. We're, we're chilling. We'll get a few for you. So we got another hour. <laughs> so we already uh, answered the Timbo for real. Okay. Um, AI or Mike Vick? AI. I, I mean, I know who Mike Vick is, but I don't really know who Mike yeah, Vick yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AI. Oh, <laughs> that dude, man. Uh, drums or flats? Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I kind of go back and forth, so I'm going to say drums. Okay. Virginia uh, or North Carolina? Virginia. Easy. I didn't get to answer that. Ask my two, my second part of the drums or flats. <laughs> okay, uh, go ahead. Ask it again. Ranch or blue cheese? You know what? Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to go with ranch. Ranch. Man, I'm, basic. I'm basic. I'm uh, <laughs> basic. Yeah, I like yeah. my steaks well done. I'm basic. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got we got to talk about this now. <laughs> I'm that guy. What? Ketchup yeah. or steak sauce? Steak sauce. You eat your steaks well done for real. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm basic, man. Do you eat your wings with no sauce? No. Oh, so my boy does Absolutely that. Absolutely not. I, I I had to ask because he gets like nothing on it. Like, I'm the condiment king. You go to my refrigerator, <laughs> you are gonna see every condiment. What do you there put is. on corn dogs? What do you put on corn dogs? Mustard. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. the only answer that's for that right. one. Yeah. Yeah, Who but puts he ketchup. My kid, on? my kid does. Oh, God. yeah. If you're a kid, I think you do. <laughs> but nah, like as you grow older, it's mustard. I I think for most. Yeah. Now the reason why I asked that is because like yeah, my boy, he literally like. And we'll go to like a wing spot and get plain wings. Who does plain? That? Not yeah. even flavored. Plain, extra crispy. He put uh-huh. salt on them. That's, that's weird. That's his wings. He <laughs> put like, salt weird. on them. Yeah, I, I mean, I like hot wings. Um, yeah, Tiger or Jordan? You mean the the golf player Tiger? Tiger Woods or Michael oh, Jordan? Oh, Jordan, easy. Um, two goats. So you know, I thought you was talking about the rabbit um, Tiger. I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. God, that guy. Uh, uh, Diddy or, or Mace? Oh, uh, that's a good one. I'm gonna say Who? Mace. Jeezy or Gucci? Gucci. Cats or dogs? Dogs. 
Biscuitville or Bojangles? Oh, Biscuitville. Fuck yeah. Really? Yes. Finally. Really? I'm saying the same Biscuit. thing. Have you had Biscuitville? I've never had yeah. Biscuitville. Man, you know, I live in Greensboro. I had to at least eat it some. Bro, it's a Biscuitville like 20 minutes away from my house. I just went there like two days ago. What? Like, like, and the line like is stupid. Down Independence? It's, what? Yes. Yep. It's like the Chick-fil-A of biscuits, bro. Like, good. It don't get no better. I mean, I like Biscuitville, but like Bojangles... You haven't tried enough of it, though. I love bro. It. They got a. I'm gonna sound real they're, fat saying this. Honey, they got a new spicy. smoked sausage biscuit. Oh, I love that <laughs> it's one. It's delicious, man. I had bro. That like two weeks ago. Man. They're spicy. They're honey chicken. Yeah, Biscuitville yeah, cut good. the check. Yes. <laughs> I, go there, I go there twice a day. <laughs> give me some. Give me some biscuits, and we'll cut. We'll call and it even. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, yeah, Rock or Stone Cold? Oh, Stone Cold. Man, he was crazy. Uh, Mariah or Whitney? Whitney. Uh, Do you shop online or in person? Online. Mm, M&M's or Reese's Pieces? Reese's Pieces. Um, Backstage or front row? Backstage. Do you brush your teeth with cold water or hot water? Cold. Do you keep your... House above 70 or below 70? 69, 70. Somewhere in there. Yeah, you're in there. Uh, Halloween or Christmas? Christmas. Christmas or Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. I'm a fat boy. Food? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Show up early or leave late? Show up early. Uh, Do you like the blue bag or red bag Doritos? Ooh. That depends. You talking about nacho cheesier or just the regular ones? <laughs> I haven't had those. Man, nothing cheesier, nah. Because I'm because I'm a I'm a blue bag, so I do Bro, Cool Ranch all day. They had these things called nacho cheesier, and it was like they added more of the seasoning, uh-huh. more of the seasoning. It's probably Man, crazy. It's the fattest thing, but it was the best thing. Well, you know, Doritos now they make all kinds of flavors. I mean, yeah, it's just that you got unlimited options now. I mean, I would say Cooler Ranch, Cooler Ranch. I love yeah. man. ice cream or gelato. Ooh, gelato. Uh, day party or night party? Day party. I'm old. <laughs> um, would you rather read or listen? Listen. Vodka or tequila? Ooh, tequila. That uh, just got dark. Uh, Waffle House or IHOP? Waffle House? Mm-hmm. Is that a question? <laughs> what? I mean, you know. I've never. Man. Would choose IHOP. Uh-huh. I would never choose IHOP for yeah. Waffle House. Where do you get your pancakes from? The crib. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it, Camel or Marlboro? I don't smoke, so All that's right, a weird then. question. That is a weird question. <laughs> but I probably, I probably would be. What did you say? Car- ca- what did I say? Camel, Camel, Camel or Marlboro? Yeah, I probably would be a Camel. Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, this is a good one. I we always like to ask. Cardi B or the Cardigans? I don't even know who the Cardigans are, so I'm going to say Cardi B. <laughs> so which way does the toilet paper go on the roll? Towards you? No, nah, or under? The, the joint hangs out yeah, like, from the front. Yeah, 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 yeah from, the front, <laughs> from the front. Now, we have had people say the other way. My wife taught me that. Because I was the other wife. way. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, so my she, God. What, wait. How old were you? Wait, so she taught, like recently. She, she taught you to go over? Yeah. Like towards like the joint, you, 
Okay, so you sit you. on the toilet and the joint is hanging like this. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what before, before I just throw it on there anyway. Like, I don't oh, care. It didn't, it didn't matter? Yeah, it didn't matter. I'm the type of guy, if I go to Doesn't a public restroom or I'll go to somebody else's house, I don't even care. If their toilet paper is going this way, I'll flip it that way. Come on, yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, yo. It bothers you that much? Yes. Yes. I didn't care, bro. Yes. As long as it was and there. I always, I always like the hotels when you go in them and they'll have like the little triangle sitting yeah. there for you. If you had to choose. Don't ask this question. <laughs> if you had to choose which one to die, a thousand people or your kid? Thousand people. So who's going to answer okay. this? Who's gonna, <laughs> I don't gonna, know. What would your know. Qu- what would your answer be? <laughs> Come on, think you don't about have to it. Think Come about on, it. man. <laughs> the fact that you did the that fact, exhale. You gotta think about it. <laughs> it's fucked up, man. <laughs> oh man, it is. But yeah, man, a thousand people. I mean, when I think about it, a thousand people. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to think about it. You don't even have to think about it. You should. <laughs> It's your kid. Kyle don't even have a kid. He's going to answer right. it. Right. If you ask Kyle's dog or a thousand people. I'm going to choose my dog. Like, come on, man. I don't know. So man. how old is your kid? My kid is, uh, man, you just put me in a spot. She is three years old. Three. Three. See, yeah, my- the other fucked up question I could ask is, would you rather snap your fingers and kill a thousand puppies? Oh, my God. And kittens or <laughs> one random, or one random person? What? He's <laughs> trying to get me hemmed up for by the pet people. Get you like, hemmed what? up on the podcast. This came from our first podcast. I yeah, think, I'll, I'll skip on that one. <laughs> you got to do a shot. Oh man, we don't have no alcohol. So, who are some of your favorite DJs? Ah uh, man, all time. It's crazy. My Mount Rushmore is Mel Star, Jazzy Jeff. Wait, um, okay. Jazzy Jeff or Mel Star. <laughs> Don't oh, do that to me. Don't do that to me. <laughs> I ain't going to do it. Uh, I like Clark Kent. Um, it's so many. JC is definitely one of the radio goats. Man, so many people. Grandmaster Flash, of mm-hmm. course. So many people, man. DJ Hollywood. Brucey e. B. DJ Skills from here. There's so many great DJs, man. Did you... Uh Speaking of radio, um, did you ever try to get on one or two or do anything like that? You know what's funny? Literally, the day I moved to Miami, (laughs) uh, somebody from the radio station contacted me and was like, have you ever thought about doing 102 Jams? And I I literally, Mm -hmm. I think I did everything to try to get on the radio station. Mm -hmm. And it was literally the day I moved. And I'm like, are you serious? Still could have done it probably from down there, remote. Or get to be live. No, I think. No, they wanted me in studio. Yeah, for a show. I used to listen to Lil Vegas every morning, man. Shout out to Vegas. That's like my brother. Man, he is. He's incredible. Yes. Incredible. Yes, like... Talking about a, like at a young age doing so much dope stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, they had him at, on at nine o'clock every morning on one or two jams. Man, you want to you want to hear something crazy? I he's definitely one of my favorite DJs too, and I DJed his wedding, and wow. I was so nervous because I'm like, yo, Vegas is so mm-hmm. clean. Yeah, he don't miss. He, he don't, don't miss. He don't, miss. Like, he don't mess up. Never I've never I've never heard him mess up. He's incredible. Like I've heard, I've listened to a lot of radio DJs, and I've heard some mess up live. I've never ever heard this dude mess up, man. Yeah, he's it's incredible. crazy. Yeah, I've never met him in person, but I just remember always hearing him. Super nice. He's, he's he mixes young. live. Yes. Nice. He's yes. incredible, bro. Like flawless. Mm-hmm. Vegas is, man. Listen, he's 
his story, he started really young. Super too. young too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah y'all Crazy. definitely have that in common. Cause like I remember because his dad was a DJ or yep. something. Vegas out. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's man, that's definitely dope. Yeah, I was surprised if you lived in Greensboro that long and never got on or anything. Yeah, like I did college radio for the longest and then literally the day I was moving. They were like, you ever thought about DJing for us at 102 Jams? I was like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the day I'm wonder what slot they wanted to have you at. I don't know. I, was, I didn't even want to hear it at that right. point. I was like, ah. <laughs> Shout out to my 102 Jams family. Yeah, man. That's a, and, that, and they're still not syndicated, are they? I don't think so. Yeah, see, that's the dope thing so. about 102. They always put on for the locals. Yeah. You know, they play sure. Luke like crazy, you know. Luke Nasty through Waleed and all that. Sure. Yeah, they play like a so, lot of his early records they had on there. Yep. So what do you want to do in the future? My my game plan is to get a job doing edits for like commercials, Netflix commercials and things like that. And I just like in the next five to ten years, I don't want to be DJing anymore. I want to be the guy making the paintbrushes. I don't want to be the painter anymore. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make edits and see other people use them and that's it. Get paid for it. I want to, uh, my dream is to make like a, I know nobody buys CDs, but like digital releases making like edits for like special releases. Like that's what I really want to do and get like multi-track multi-tracks. What I'm saying is the whole session to songs mm-hmm. and I can remix them and Sony officially puts it out. That's what I want to do. That's dope. Stems. Yeah. What do you uh what do you produce in? I use Ableton. I'm okay. an Ableton guy. Before it was Adobe uh Audition. I was using that and that was like the long way to do the math equation. So I got Ableton and I love it, man. I don't think I'll ever change. And you said you wanted to go back to school. What do you want to go back to school for? I mean, no, like what business. course business. Okay. Business. It's a good one to do, man. Yeah. A and T or you want to do it elsewhere? Anywhere, man. Like I don't really. I'll do online. Cause now you start saying now yeah. you just do online from anywhere. So yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be the fifty year old sitting in the class. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> why are you here? Especially a four year. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like I mean, when sure. I went to like G Tech, you know, you'd have older people, but it's also like a, a two year school. It wasn't that For crazy. Sure. But For if sure. you saw older people when I went to like UNCG. I'm 18 years old, fresh out of high school, and these people have been working jobs for yeah. years. Like and they serious, it, yeah. they dead serious. <laughs> oh, they, they don't play. They sit in the front of the class, yeah. like they ask questions. I'm like, man, they I'm do just not play. I'm just here, man. Like yeah. this is on my schedule. I gotta be here. You gotta be that, here. <laughs> that's yep. all there was to it. You can always do CPCC in Charlotte too. That's but true. Four year though. That's true. I don't know anything about that. Four year. I mean, UNC Charlotte. Oh yeah. Charlotte. I thought about that. going to barber school at one time. Ask Roche about that. Really? Yeah. You know, he used to do hair. Yeah, I heard yeah, that. I didn't yeah. know how true it was. Yeah. That's oh, no, nah, like big time. Like he went to, he actually, because he went to barber school in uh, uh, Greensboro. Wow. Yeah. Everybody's from Greensboro. <laughs> seems like, so, in some way, shape, or form. So yeah, weird. man. It's, it's, it's crazy. Well, I mean, at the time, like Charlotte wasn't like that. Was like, it Nevy yeah. up there? Yeah. Was it Nevy, Nevy went there? to UNCG too. Yeah. Um. Yep. But Greensboro was really dope back then, man. It like, was. It was like the hub, man, and nobody was from there. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing. Nobody's from Greensboro, <laughs> but everybody, everybody comes there. through there. Yeah, man. Green Street was my first club. Like Green Street, yeah. boy. I had some time. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that, we, we was probably in there around the same time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, yeah, 
I mean, early Green Street days, and then once Mike and them took it over, you know, yep. I was I was in there doing that. And yeah. Did you ever DJ for them there? Yes, I DJ for them a couple of times. Actually, they they were the promoters for Lotus, and yep. then they branched off mm-hmm. and did Green Street and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, is there anything that you want to talk about that we have not spoken about? I think y'all talked about everything that I can think of. Hmm. Any any stories or anything? Any hobbies? Any hobbies, man? Besides music. Um, my new hobby. I'm a pretty boring person. I like the uh, remaster vinyl and the fun stuff that. out of life. <laughs> man, I'm bringing you my records in. Yeah, like I like to do that. Um, you need to give them your sample thing, which you need to do. Oh, man. True. <laughs> you want my wife to hate me. <laughs> yeah, nah, I don't. I does, don't. She, does she understand your passion for what you do? She does. She's very supportive. My wife is everything to me. It's hard to find, like, especially in our industry, I feel like. Yeah. It's a very difficult for significant others because yeah. the rate of our, like, the way our schedule works and the late yeah. nights and, you know, yeah. like. Some girl almost told me DJing or me. Uh-oh. And I was like, well, peace out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely, it's definitely a, a, a difficult um, yeah. industry to understand sometimes, I feel like, for people that don't really are not a part of it. Yeah. And so. it's you know what? It's crazy for us because we don't have any family here. So mm. it's literally me and my wife going back and forth with the baby. Right. Well, we appreciate it, man. What's your uh, social if they want to follow you? And then plug your Patreon, too. Absolutely. It's at just J-U-S-T, B as in boy, man, no DJ. That's at just B, man, no DJ on all social media outlets, face, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, if that still counts. YouTube, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I still got a Black Planet. <laughs> um, you YouTube, check out the podcast is without no DJ podcast, and then the Patreon. If you want to subscribe, you just want to go and and look through it. It's www.patreon.com backslash just be man no DJ. And what can they find on there? Ah, uh, all types of edits, uh, transition sample to transition edits. Breakdown where the song, you know, builds up. Um, I got a couple of freebie like acapellas on there and just kind of remixes that I did. Yeah. And then once you get forced to Spotify playlist, you'll have a lot more. Yeah. Well, man, we appreciate you being on here. Thank you so much, um, legend, man, for, for real, for real. For real. What? Yeah, yeah, we appreciate you. I really appreciate you yeah, having man. me for real. Of course. Keep doing your thing.